the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, July 3rd, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat, Mayor Koffeltz. Thank you so much for the introduction, everyone. It's so good to be here. Over there on the ones and twos, sitting in for the new guy who's on vacation. The old, the old new guy. The whole like family time, work-life balance thing kicked in. Uh John David uh, Snavely's back. Greetings. I'm going to say really quick, though, people are going to give Jeremiah uh, all kinds of heck on Twitter about taking a vacation this early to start. Yeah, they and, start a new mm-hmm. job and like three weeks in, you're on vacation. Yeah, I would say we agree with him. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, As the guy who had to prepare for this show and will have to edit this show, I completely agree. Yeah, and as the, <laughs> right, and as the guy who just espouses opinions without ever having to do anything about it. I think it's a bad idea. To <laughs> As someone who puts in little to no preparation at all, yeah. somehow this puts me out as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over there on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egrich. I am here. Yes, you are. Is that are. what I was going to say? No, I no you're present. No. You're going to say present. I am present. And accounted for. Yeah. And accounted for. I am forgetful. This week's show yeah. is brought to you by Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Now we've all we've all had to build websites in our life. We live in the digital age. Oh yeah, and uh, it's been it's been difficult. It's been a difficult thing in the past. It's been very difficult, you know. Uh, but codes and numbers and symbols and not. I'm not let, very fun. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure this out yourself. <laughs> we just left you dangling out there on that limb. <laughs> I was going to say, when you're as bad at, as math as I am, just talking about those terms is very befuddling. Uh, but now it's easy with Squarespace. I got. I have one issue with Squarespace, and I. This is a. This is. I think they're listening. Here we um, go. No, actually, they, they do. We have to no, send no. them the clip to show that we aired it. No, I want them to make it a little bit easier Mr. for Squarespace. Mr. Ronnie Squarespace to embed uh, MIDI files that play automatically when the site opens. Because <laughs> I want people to go to my website and up number 41, Dave Matthews yeah. MIDI starts. It's also really difficult when you use Squarespace to have natively uh, embedded viruses on your site. Yeah. So when people visit it, it'll like attach onto yeah. their browser. I, I want a website like my own my old MySpace page that would that within 15 seconds your whole computer would freeze and yeah. you have to do a hard restart. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard to do that with with Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace it's just beautiful and thoughtful <laughs> because the sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. If Jesse, you like that. Uh, no coding is required. Uh, it's intuitive, easy to use tools, and they use state of the art technology to power your site and make it responsive on all devices. Squarespace starts at just eight bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. You can start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, uh, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, well, we have a packed show. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Uh, Literally, the rundown is like 10 pages long. Yeah, I don't have a rundown, but I don't even want it. Okay, so here's what's coming up. I'm going to give you, here's some foreshadowing of what's coming up. I'm going to internalize this. Gunger comes to the studio and performs 
some of their new music. So talented, so sweet. It's Love an that. amazing performance. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. They they actually dropped a surprise album release this week and oh, you know, just kind of like conspired with us to come and be on the podcast and it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So yeah. Gunger, yeah. new music coming up later on the show. Uh, we bring in uh, the editorial team. So you meet yeah. some new people uh, to give uh, behind the scenes look at the brand new issue of Relevant, which yes. has Joy Williams on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Civil Wars, ex-Civil Wars member, former CCM star, now just great solo artist, Joy Williams. And another Joy. We've talked about this. Yeah. Coming up later. Not so be confused with me. It happens a one of time. only a dozen Joys on planet Earth right now. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot that happens in the issue. And so we bring in the editors to, to uh, talk about that. And then, you know, it's July 4th weekend. And we have been doing this show for 10 years. And we have a few traditions, a few, a yes. few sacred cows. Uh-huh. One of those happens today on the show. Love it. It's time we- for the bonus game, because we have too many oh. segments already. It's a bonus game. Indie rock band or firework is coming up later. <laughs> and, and can I just say, I think this is the hardest one yet. Because I've been preparing this game for like four or five years now. This band, this, well, this, this game has always been incredibly hard for me. Because like, there are some where you can kind of start to see the thread that you're kind of, this one, you can you never can tell if yeah. it's indie band or firework. And this one, like I said, I think the good folks at Phantom Fireworks who... Typically right. provide the names via me browsing their online store. Right, have stepped up their game this summer. Wow, I couldn't believe there was enough material to ever do this once, much less as a yearly tradition. But it is really great. Well, coming up later, Tiffany is going to join us. She's going to play the game. And oh. when I was telling her, "Hey, by the way, we're going to bring you in for this game," she goes, "She said the same thing. She's like, there's that many indie bands, there's that many fireworks there. that we could do this.'" I'm like, "Absolutely, and it you're going to get stumped." Yeah, indie bands aren't the problem. My concern every year is that the firework industry is going to keep not like fresh products on the market, you know. But like I said, the good every one of these, if you don't believe me that they can exist, I I have a hard time anyone would doubt anything that comes out of my mouth. But if you do, you go to Phantom Fireworks. The makers of these uh, great products, and see for yourself that you can actually order these, and the the ones in the game are all real. I don't think you can order uh, fireworks uh, over the internet to be shipped across yeah. state lines. Hmm. The laws would be that different. Seems right. Th- th- this uh, I don't think I the mailman is delivering explosives to your <laughs> front door. I went to their records. their custom homepage on Silk Road. Um, the website and, and put this together. So oh, it's geez. it's legal there. Yeah, I, if Jesse. you use bitcoins in a PO box. <laughs> uh, also coming so up later, uh, Jesse and I will choose what we have to do to fulfill the last part of the Nickelback challenge since Nickelback mm-hmm. canceled the rest of their tour. Lots of good That's stuff. That's coming up. That was great. But before all that, okay, we have a big announcement. I, I'm pr- I'm excited about it. I don't know what it is. No, you do know what it is. Do I? Uh, we alluded to it a few weeks ago. Oh, this, oh I do know this, what it is. This next month in August, it's the 10-year anniversary of the Relevant Podcast. Oh, yeah. Do, do, and do, 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 we, we do, said do, we're going to do, do something. Do. Just kind of know that it's coming. Well, today yeah. we're, we're prepared to give you guys more details about the 10-year anniversary podcast extravaganza. Yeah, uh, including details that I think are important that I do not think are important to everyone. Okay. Like, I think I figured out what I'm going to wear. Oh, good. Nice, uh, <laughs> but, a nice Oxford button down and khakis? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not a surprise anymore. Jeans, vest, about no shirt else. underneath. <laughs> 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 already got it picked out. It's, it's on a hanger right now. Just waiting. And the jeans are white denim. Yep. <laughs> uh, we have a date. So everybody, if you want to come down. So here's what it is. If you didn't hear the show, uh, the 10-year anniversary, we're going to have a live show. We're going to tape yeah. a live show. We are going to have it at a venue that we will have a maximum of 300 people. Now, this is not goofing around. No, no, it's a real thing. Yeah, but I think people think like, okay, well, let's say 300 and then it'll sell out and then it'll open up another 
200 no no, no. The, the fire rated capacity is 298 that's right and so, because right okay. and, and i have ordered a lot of fireworks off phantom fireworks <laughs> silk road homepage being delivered will be deployed at one point in there so it's critical that we it do not is critical. We do not get well, more than three hundred. Don't you people guys up. have a rocky relationship with the fire marshal, anyways, from your last it's building? Not, it's not so rocky. He shows up every other week to just kind of browse and <laughs> yeah. walk around the building. Well, my well, favorite. Also, I talked to Chad yeah. about uh, uh, God rest his soul in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> that when he would come by, he would give Chad demos of his brother's band, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hoping to get, to get coverage for them. Yeah. In exchange, I guess. For leniency in the fire code, so I'd say if we, we yeah. put if we put the fire marshal's brothers band on the next cover, I think we can cram an extra hundred people in there, Cameron. I know we could cram five hundred people into the event if we let his brothers band play at it. That's so actually probably true. Uh, yeah, and Cameron, I, well, a quick note: check out the new single from Fire in the Hole playing right now on Relevant <laughs> TV. Um, so okay, so it's a live event. Uh, it is going to be a free event, but yes. we will be uh, ticketing and doing reservations because of the limited capacity. Right. Uh, people are like, 300 people, how, how, how do you know it's going to sell out? Shipping and handling of the tickets is nineteen ninety five. <laughs> Over the years, <laughs> whenever we've thrown parties, we did one for our five-year, uh, we did an open house party when we moved offices, uh, we had Mute Math play a private show at our office, and we just opened the doors, and 600 people show up, or right. uh, 1,200 people showed up when John Mark played. So like, w- this is a real thing, and we need to actually like have a ticketed thing, even though it's free. I but this is going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to do a live show. Uh, it's not going to be exactly the audio podcast, but mm-hmm. it's going to be inspired by. There's going to mm-hmm. be some unexpected things. There's going to be some multimedia. There's, it's going to be a thing. John David's going to be the stage manager. I am. Um, uh, he's going to be designing the creative experience of the night. Jeremiah's going to be running. I get a headset and... The whole thing. He's going to be running around. Get to do the Wayne's World silent countdown. Here's the, the cool thing, deal. too. Uh, the, the location, the venue that we got is actually, this is a crazy thing. Our old office where we talked about, we did the podcast in the ramp room where you parked oh, yeah. on the roof. Yeah. It has now been taken over and it is a venue and we are going back to that and that's going to be the venue. It's actually the old relevant office that's been remodeled wow. and stuff. That's and cool. we're actually having the night kind of, it's an homage to our past. Now, will people, people will be in person too. Jesse, Joy, you're coming down? Well, uh, Shauna's coming. Jesse's yes. coming. Okay. Uh, Joy, we're working on. Okay. Yeah, well, Eddie, maybe you can counsel me through this. Um, go, buy a plane ticket it, and fly well, down here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It, well, it falls on the weekend of my college girlfriend's weekend. Could not be less important. Keep yeah, going. I was going to say, I think this is pretty cut and dry. Can't even... So here's the deal. I found an early morning flight out on Saturday morning. She could be home back in Portland by 1140. Mm. Yeah. It's being, it's, it's like in time Portland travel. this year. Hey, I'm not a just terrible human being. One, can, can I... one counselor to another, Joy. Let's let go of the past. Let's move forward. The wait, future... Wait, is it, isn't this being a 10-year anniversary thing, not letting go of the past? I think that it's yeah, both, exactly. I, but I think that pa- I think those friends are not even the kind of friends you even want anymore. I think you want to be down here, Augie two one, and I want you to hang out with us. Yeah, get, I, we get, all get do. Gonna send that audio clip over to them. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> girls. Can I tell you something that's a little disturbing uh, to me about this whole thing? Yeah, please. Is that uh, you know JD is the stage manager, the venue's picked out, the date's set. Yeah, uh, and. He has yet to contact me about the illusions that I'm planning on performing. And as anyone involved with one of my illusion shows knows, it takes a lot of prep at the venue 
uh, because of the use of dry ice, fire, and a live tiger that I've rented. So, JD? Yeah, I'm sorry. I dropped the ball on that one. Uh, yeah, you know, this tiger ain't cheap and it ain't legal, and we need to talk about a few things. Because last time there was an incident, and I do not want to go there again. Right, right. I'll make so sure I'm going to leave things at that. Okay, fair. Some things are better left unsaid, and for legal reasons, I cannot talk about. So we, we're excited about it. Uh, it'll be first come, first serve, yes. largely. Uh, we're going to uh, put up a website that we will build on Squarespace oh. this, this weekend when the show goes up. Here's the tie-in. Uh, where people can... Um, Bring joy to the live show.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to reserve a tiger. To be able to reserve uh, a ticket. So what we'll do is uh, joy in a tiger. W- <laughs> when you submit your information, it's going to submit you for a kind of a lottery of, of who's going to get tickets. Like you want to go to the late show taping or the daily show, you go to the website, you submit, like hopefully you'll get the tickets. Uh, same thing happened with Fallon, uh, you know, and uh, that's what we'll do. So you'll put in your info if you're interested in coming. And uh, next week, uh, well, it'll be up for maybe a week or so, the lottery. We will uh, contact you and let you know if you got tickets. So you'll be able to put in there like who you are, where you're coming from, how many you need. And we'll just get a sense of, of the demand. Um, yeah. If it gets crazy and it's like way more than we are yeah. expecting, we might change venues. I mean, that's yeah. why we want to kind of do the whole gauge interest right. before uh, we just award the slots. Now, back to Joy real quick. Yeah. Joy. And, oh, real quick, too. Okay. That's, Cameron, if you can get that number to me quick, I get some waivers. I need to know how many I need to get printed. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a whole different set of paperwork for Tiger in a 300-person room versus a 1,000-person yeah. room. Right. Yeah, the liability I mean, is going to go up significantly. Xerox all the, the waivers. So, so yeah. August 21, it'll be here in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Uh, so, you know, if you're from elsewhere in the country, you're thinking about flying in, let me just tell you a little insider tip, a little pro tip the time you want to come to florida is mid-august yes. yeah it's beautiful it's you, beautiful this time of year like yeah 100 low 70s degrees. yeah low 70s breezy no yeah. humidity none just it is absolutely uh, paradise it's, it's, I think paradise. it's a dry heat it's <laughs> a dry heat. i think disney is free that yeah whole yeah month. yeah there's nobody yeah. here uh this is the time you want to come which is why joy is you so should... dry it feels cool and refreshing <laughs> which, yes this is why joy you should have your reunion in orlando that weekend we will party like rock stars with all of your friends, and they'll get to watch you do what you do best, which is podcast. Oh, that's true. Right. You could like flaunt and shove it in their face like, what a success you are. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, have you done in the last year, girls? Each of them have like, an on either arm, so that would be really great for the dynamic of the audience. So <laughs> fun. babies. Oh yeah, are kids allowed at this show? Who wants to bring a kid no, to this no show? kids? No, no kids. This no is, kids. I mean, listen, Jesse's waiver system is strictly twenty one. Yeah, and up. I'm not yeah, even. I mean, I'm not even leave them company. at Disney. There's no way they're going to leave that. them at Disney. Yeah, I'm not even bringing my kids. You're not bringing yeah, Cone, don't bring, right? No, no, nobody's no. bringing kids. I'm not bringing my kids. I don't want. Yeah, daddy I'm, says some things on the air <laughs> that need not be heard by children. Sometimes daddy makes a mistake. So August twenty one, uh, the the URL where you guys can sign up. I mean, we'll post it on the podcast episode page, but it'll be relevantpodcastlive.com. I think it's going to be really fun. It is going to be a yeah, I'm stoked about this. Yeah, there'll be merch. There'll be like limited edition merch. So it's free to get in. Yeah. But if you want to buy some uh, custom or limited edition swag, that'll be there. Uh, be, it will be a live show and there will be a band performing. Yes. Uh, yet, like a surprise performance. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no. And it may or may not be Eddie. <laughs> may, yeah. may or may not be. And, and like I said, my trick will, my my big finale illusion always ends unpredictably. I don't even know. Also, just <laughs> Last to, year, the tiger never reappeared. <laughs> just to set up, just to set up 
expectations. I left the service door open, so that could have something to do with it, but we just don't know. <laughs> it's going to be great. Just to set up expectations as well, do not expect to make direct eye contact with Jesse. No. He is not oh, a, oh, dear God, no. He's not a people person. You're not going to want to know this guy. Yeah. So this is uh, a pretty big week. I mean, we, yes. didn't, we didn't mention it the last couple weeks and stuff, but not only all this stuff coming up on the show, but this was a big week in America, faith and culture and stuff, and I just want to get, I wanted to bring it up. Obviously, the Supreme yeah. Court ruled about, you know, legalizing same-sex marriage. Uh, we've covered it on the site. We talked about the religious liberties implications and things like that. Um, and, and, and people, I know some podcast listeners have been hitting us up on Twitter to kind of know what we thought. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the thing that has stuck out to me as we have been navigating this conversation together is just the way in which we are having this conversation. And mm. I know that's sort of like a, a step back from take a stand, make an opinion, but um, it's been really crazy to watch just the amount of stuff that has been posted on Facebook and Twitter. And I, I've done some of it too, but just like the, uh, just, um, I just don't know that we're talking about this well. You know, to me, like, it's interesting to watch in our, in our audience, you know, very different response uh, last Friday when, when the news broke among our world than, than kind of like traditional Christian uh, yeah. media world. Uh, Jesse, you were right. front lines on the site. I mean, we, we did, uh, you know, we covered it, we covered the news, and then we, we interviewed a couple legal, Christian legal professional or uh, legal pros, you know, like a professor out at a... Uh, Pepperdine, who who actually advised several presidents and stuff about religious liberty law, and talking about the implication that you know this will not affect churches, and there's legal precedents for that. Uh, like, f- there's no, you know, a lot of the, you know, uh, people who were so up in arms were talking about, well, oh, they're going to be able to, they're they're going to force churches who object to this to like perform marriages that they object to. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not the case. I mean, there's like uh, one of the one of the rulings that uh, the lawyer cited was. That gender discrimination laws, you know, back uh, a few, you know, a few decades ago, were passed that you can't discriminate based on gender for jobs. But the Roman Catholic Church had religious bias, uh, saying that priests should only be men, right? Mm-hmm. And so that would actually violate the the new laws as the Supreme Court ruled uh, that you can't discriminate against women for mm-hmm. a job. But they had an exception because of uh, religious. Uh, you know, religious uh, conviction. So that would apply. That would yeah. be the precedence that would apply to this. That, yeah. But, you know, like for me, like I didn't, like, I don't know, maybe it's not, it's not that I don't have opinions about the theology of, of all these different discussions we're having. I have my own interpretation of scripture, but I just didn't like, I just didn't freak out about it because, you know, I've just always had this sense that like, I mean, the Supreme Court's job is to interpret the Constitution and apply it to modern law. Right. And that's what they did. They weren't back there debating scripture about it. Mm-hmm. They weren't looking at theological interpretations and how it should apply. They applied the law to a secular nation and and did their job. Right. And so, like, okay, so there's laws that we agree with and laws we disagree with, and I'm not saying anything about that that ruling. I'm just saying, like... It's not that big of a deal to me as a Christian. It doesn't change how uh, I feel called to be a witness. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. the church needs to be the church. You know, uh, the, uh, however you interpret scripture, live that out. And uh, who cares what the government around you is doing or saying? Like, be the Christian that Christ called you to be. And, and like, I don't know. Who cares if the government agrees with you, right? And, and that's, I mean, it's one of those things too where I'm not saying anything in particular about this 
you know, whether you agree or disagree with it, you know, as an individual, but like, you know, when you look at Jesus was born into a culture that was living under real government oppression, you know, but he didn't make it his job to go change Rome. You know, he was concerned about loving his neighbor and what that looked like, you know. So I think it's, it is a little dangerous when we try to make our country a theocracy, yeah. you know, and get overly concerned about certain churches and certain denominations, theological and, you know, moral convictions and not and let those overshadow how we're treating people you know i mean i think it's i think it is on some level important to care about what the government is doing because i think we all have we have convictions and that's what i think guides how a country does operate but i do think regardless of what side you fall on like anytime you get in tune with yourself and realize that you're operating you're speaking from a place of fear that's like completely contradictory to the Christian life, right. you know? Yeah. So I do hope that as people share their opinions and their convictions and work towards things, that they would they would speak out of freedom and hope. My, yeah, that yeah. was the one that really surprised me. That, there was a, I had a couple of friends that commented, and it was very much like, you know, the, the article thesis that they posted was like, the Supreme Court ruling was wrong. And, you know, they would write in preface to this, like, I'm, I am not afraid. Like God is bigger than this. I'm like, were you, what was to be afraid? Like what is, what's fearful? What is fearful about it? Like yeah. the Supreme court is not going to tell, like legislate my morality. Like right. the Bible will do that. How I right. like interpret scripture will do that. Like I, the, that's a great point, Joy. The fear part of it just kind of vexed me and surprised me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's still an an entirely vexing conversation to me too. It's also fascinating to me too that I feel like in a lifetime we get very few opportunities to engage huge conversations like this where just a country erupts right. and in the same week it happened two times. Yeah. Like I can't be- I just I can't believe that we are talking about Confederate flags and the tragedy that happened in South Carolina. And also the Supreme Court ruling drops that week. And it's just, it's a really fascinating time. Yeah, to President be, Obama's eulogy in Charleston was oh the same gosh. day as this ruling. And I mean, yeah. it's just crazy what's happening. And I think we have to be careful too at what issues in the Bible we, we cherish. And when I say we, I just mean co- collectively for, you know, people that get up in arms mm-hmm. about certain things. There, there, are, there are lots of things in the Bible that, you know, a lot of Christians don't think need to be legislated. Mm. So I think the other thing is when you look at a ruling like this, that uh, about marriage equality, it seems it's, it's can be troubling when there are groups of Christians who hold this issue separate than a lot of others that we would never think about trying to pass legislation to try to determine how it's treated. You know? Yeah. I just feel like God's in control as Christians, we should live out our convictions uh, as best we can. If somebody else has different interpretation of Scripture or different convictions, maybe they're right, maybe you're wrong, who knows? Live humbly, live selflessly, live outwardly, live intentionally, live compassionately, have empathy for those around you, get to know and understand people who oppose you, get to know and understand people who see the world differently than you, and maybe that'll broaden your perspective of what God's doing and saying today, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I... Yeah, I mean, that's that to me, it's like I'm going, I know in part and I see in part. 
And and just because like me at the age I am today feels a certain way about the world, hopefully my worldview and understanding will evolve as my life yeah. goes on, and I will look back at how I view the world today and go, man, mm-hmm. I, you know, who was I? What was yeah. I thinking? You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. should continually to walk in humility, continue to walk in humility, and I don't know. So that keeps me from like about stuff that like you know just legislation like with humility i think that is just that's the thing that i that i wish i saw more and i think it's the thing that turns non-christians off to hearing the gospel more than anything is out of this passion in this place of trying to find a truth we don't know how to mix sometimes that that truth telling with humility Mm. and um the sermon this sunday um, the pastor was talking about, um, you know, being people who who seek truth and to know something, to have a belief about something, and that I think, and that doubt can be a good place or it can be an unhelpful place. And I think a lot of people in our generation that have tried to move more to humility um, have then gone to doubt and haven't done anything about it. And he talked about how if you have a truth that you hold with humility, it can move you into going, maybe I thought wrong about this topic or this thing, but also like that you don't stay in that doubt and you maybe move to a new truth. And so I, I was thinking about that in terms of what you were saying of like, we should always be people who are fighting justly for truth and things that the Lord has put on our heart to be convicted about, but always holding it loosely with going, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. And I'm always going to be seeking and thinking and holding that with humility as I move towards, you know, an evolved truth or continuing to like, I mean, if we believe that the Holy Spirit can speak to us, then it's like, pray every time before you post Mm. that thing on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, am I saying this in a way that has an air of humility with it? And, and is it, am I putting this up here to help people or to just like make myself feel better that I have some type of moral conviction? Right. But that's know? where you get back into that fear thing where people are like, this is the truth of scripture and we are starting to boil down scripture. I'm like, truth has evolved in our lifetime. We owned slaves in the Old Testament and New right. Testament. There and, is and the change. people that owned slaves used the Bible to defend that. Right. Yeah, we have changed. We I, have I, I personally not, at one point had eight wives and used the Bible to defend that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you're down. Now he's down to six, guys. Yeah. So, so nine, a half strength, dozen. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. I, I think it, 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 it is easy. The, the Bible it is not always easy, even though we want to make it that way, especially when it comes to specific moral issues that deal with people living in a certain time period. And I'm not saying that, you know, the the, the Bible isn't true or that, you know, it, 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 truth is necessarily relative or not absolute. But I, but I do think it's important, you know, to look at the heart of the Bible and not just letters of the law when it comes to certain moral things, you know, like the the deeper principles of the Bible should reign over all of them. And those principles are loving your neighbor as yourself and, you know, teaching people about the, the love of God and teaching people's God's truth and making disciples and being compassionate and caring for the poor. And those are the underlying threads that really should go, should run throughout. And those are the motivations for any sort of laws or, uh, you know, moral principles is these underlying messages that I really think it's easy to let them not become the emphasis when they should be. To me, at the end of the day, we're all broken, fallen people who need a Savior, and we're saved by grace, not because we're good enough or we earned it, and we all don't deserve it. 
And if we can, that keeps you humble. I mean, how in the world can you walk in pride when you deserve hell, you know? And we need to love people and show them the love of Christ and show them the same grace and show them the same love that, that we've been given. And that's it. And live in that posture. And not that you can't think, not that you can't discern, not that you can't dive into scripture and, and, and have a, you know, a passion for theological understanding and things like that. That's wonderful. But, but at the end of the day, we're all fallen, broken people. We live in a fallen world and uh, we have hope in Jesus mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it in my mind. Is it just me too, or does talking about issues like that, issues like this, and not just gay marriage ruling, but when we're talking about like theology and deeper truths, that it almost makes me nervous and I want to guard my words and be very cautious because I think there's, and I'm guilty of it too, but I think another thing is just this culture of trying to get like gotcha moments for people that are just trying to talk authentically and just want to have a conversation that is a little bit vulnerable and that like you said enters into a dialogue with some humility to say look i don't i don't know the best way uh to to approach this or that but i think that's the other thing too that we need to be careful of is feeling like we always have to have the definitive right. word in something that we're not allowed to speak vulnerably and that you know I think we have to whether it's a pastor obviously we have to we have to hold teachings at a high standard but also recognize that people are people and I don't have to pick apart the words of everyone that I and make them in alignment with what I've been taught it's okay as Christians to not necessarily always agree right. with someone and and right. that comes back to us, just to anyone, just to be able. It's okay to talk about things in a way that is truthful and humble, and like I said, a, a little a little bit vulnerable when it comes to our understanding of you know the Bible and truth. You know, at the end of the day, the silent majority is the issue here. I mean, we're hearing from the fringes, and the, to talk about Jesse, back on what Jesse's saying, Jesse's we're hearing from the fringes. But I think the majority of our audience, our generation, are are people who uh, have conviction, but uh, don't know kind of, they don't have, you know, the hubris to think that they have it all figured out and their word is the final word in a situation. And so like Facebook is is a platform for the fringes and we're hearing from the fringes right now. And it's the people who are screaming at each other. And then like the mm-hmm. most of us are here in the middle going, well, huh, you know what I mean? And I feel like we're silenced. Now, now I, I, to, to piggyback on what Jesse's saying, like I feel like we need to be a generation that kind of, like it's okay wrestling with the doubt, wrestling in the gray area. Not that we are wishy-washy or marginalizing our, our conviction, our faith, but like wrestle with it, ask questions. I was at a, at a small meeting in, in LA uh, last month uh, about racial reconciliation. And it was like almost half black and half white. And one of the things that was key in it was dialogue. There's about 30, 50 of us in the room was dialogue. And, and like the black guys were saying to us, like, ask us stupid questions. Don't be afraid about like embarrassing yourself or being racially insensitive. Like, let's have some honest dialogue here. Let's quit dancing around, you know, like, oh, we're all friends. But like, like, like we, there's stuff we need to say to each other mm-hmm. and created a safe environment where some of that, those dialogue, that conversation yeah. could happen. And yeah. like, that's why I feel like Facebook, the Facebook culture is like squashing. Mm-hmm. If you, it, like, nuance is lost. Yeah. You know, understanding and asking questions and being vulnerable, like Jesse was saying, is lost because people can just like jump on you and throw stuff at you and mm-hmm. shove it in your face. You know, all the places oh. that you're not got it figured out like they do. Yeah. 
And, and stuff lives forever. You know, people always pull, and, and you look at something to, that, you know, it, it, there's been tons of prominent Christian pastors and thinkers who have been essentially blacklisted because of a question that they asked that people, you know, interpreted one way or the other right. that I think that just needs to go away and just like, Say, look, you know, God isn't afraid of questions. He's right. not afraid of doubt. He's he's not movable in those no. ways. Like it, it, nothing, no, you know, none of my personal insecurity about a belief or a conviction or a, a dialogue is going to change the way that God thinks or the way that God thinks about me. So I, I shouldn't have a problem with someone else having a different opinion than I, me. I think it, we get it gets dangerous when we paint people with broad strokes and we have no dialogue or relationship with them. It's like us versus them, the racial stuff in the South. You know, I'm having a hard time with the people who are defending the Confederate flag, frankly. Like, yeah. what in the world? Like, how mm-hmm. can you def- Do you know what it stands for? That sort of thing. But I can be honest with you, I haven't had a conversation with somebody who feels strongly about defending the Confederate flag. Maybe it means something different to them, and they're not seeing it in the light that I assume they're seeing it in. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's a challenge to me to, like, keep my mouth shut until I have understanding and maybe and through relationship. And that's what it comes down to in this like Twitter, Facebook world where we, we've lost out on conversation and relationship uh, with people specifically that disagree, see the world differently than you. I would just add, like if you are, you know, crafting a letter or tweet or Facebook post to any one of us right now, as you're listening to this, <laughs> um, it's actually, I would Eddie at relevant media group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or exactly. just go post it directly on his Facebook wall. Yeah. It'll so we can all read but it. I, but I agree with Jesse. There's a there's a censorship when you're doing something like this, and you're just we're we are talking with our friends right now. But then there's also like, oh, how's that going to sound, or is that going to come out wrong, or is my heart going to be misinterpreted? I mean, I hate being misunderstood. That's the thing I hate more than anything. I don't understand but, what you're trying to say. <laughs> you lost me, Joy. I I'm assuming the so worst. So what you're right saying now. is, speak first, think second. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No, and I recommended this book a number of times on my site and everything, and it's it's old now because I read it in college, but it's called Civility by Stephen Carter. And I think he just had so much forethought into how our generation was moving and the, the advancement of technology and all this stuff and how we communicate. And he talks a lot about rhetoric and just the civility of, of, of how um, we dialogue with one another. So um, with what Cameron's saying, I highly recommend that book, even though it's it's old. I think it will cause you to think differently about how we have conversations. I, I think there are two things that are stuck out to me. One about the point that, you know, these are both happening in the same week. I think that we're further down the road on the conversation about what is closer to absolute truth with racial reconciliation than we might be with uh, same-sex marriage. And I think right, that yeah. it's interesting that they've happened at the same time because we're kind of overlapping like, well, everybody has opinions about well, this. That, but racial like, reconciliation has been 50 years. 50 years of actively actively in the making, right? I mean, I'm not talking hundreds of years of what led to right. the situation. I'm talking about like but since the 60s, era. yeah, the right. civil rights era of like trying to bridge that that divide. Yeah. We're 50 years into it. Yeah, I just think our rhetoric has been a little bit like, and, and again, I'm talking generally, and I could be wrong here, but like the, the overall rhetoric has been a little bit like, where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on this? I'm like, I think that the issues of what are happening in in Charleston and what that conversation has been and burning down churches and taking getting rid of the Confederate flag is 
maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's more cut and dry yeah. than the other one. I say black and white, you say cut and dry. I'm going to start using <laughs> cut and dry. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and I don't know. That wasn't much of a point, but it's just been interesting to me to watch the conversation happen. Yeah, but it's, like, it's like, well, the, the conversation about gay marriage, uh, I mean, I'm going to... Uh, so back in 2008, candidate yeah. Obama had a private meeting with yeah. some faith leaders that I was uh-huh. uh, allowed to be part of. And one, it was off the record, so I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, it was One of the questions was, how do you feel about gay marriage specifically? And candidate Obama said, I believe in uh, civil unions, that civil rights should be the same, but that he felt at the time marriage, the word marriage was a kind of religious term that was defined between a man and a woman. That was candidate Obama. Obviously, things have changed. But that's how much things have changed. Yeah. The conversation. And so, so there were Christian people, uh, Christians who were the more progressive, not liberal, but the more progressive pe- Christians about homosexuality that would say even a few years ago, well, you know, I'm not going to get into the debate of were you born gay or did God make you that way or whatever. But you know what? The Bible says that extramarital sex is, is a sin. And mm-hmm. so whether that's homosexual or heterosexual, it should, sex should be in the confines of marriage. And so if you're gay, you should just be celibate. That's what the cr- progressive Christians would say. And just like if you're single heterosexual, you should be celibate. And so uh, th- because the legal definition of marriage, that was the cop-out. It was, but now that's changed. Mm-hmm. So, now th- so I think there's all these f- kind of like the Christians who desire to be fair-minded, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. would kind of like use terminology a certain way to kind of like justify how they were feeling. And now the terminologies and the laws and everything has mm-hmm. radically changed and they don't know what to think anymore. Yeah. They don't, they kind of have the same conviction that they have, but they don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that God's creative intent between a man and a woman, biological reproduction, blah, 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 you yeah. know, that's, but they don't know how to express that in the new era that we're in. Yeah. And so they're quiet. And so there's your silent majority, probably, mm-hmm. and then you are only hearing from the fringes. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 yeah, I mean, we're, we're in a, in a time, especially when it when it comes to this issue of rapid evolution, when it comes to the way people think about it, not just religiously. We isn't isn't pres, wasn't President Clinton the one who signed the Defense of Marriage Act yep. into law in the first place? Yeah, DOMA was a Clinton initiative. Yep, and, and you know, Hillary Clinton stood beside him when he signed it, and stood beside it. You know, uh, as as recently as ten years ago, and yeah. now is on the other side when it comes to issue. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say anything about political wish washing. I'm just saying the issue has gone through a rapid evolution in the way people think about it and the way people talk about it. And I think that's just a reality that Christians on both sides of the issue needs to be comfortable with. In that, you know, look, it's okay to have dialogue and it's okay to you know have. Uh, progress in in your thinking when it comes to the way to talk about things and the way to think about things. This is the last thing I want to say. I'm not trying to end the conversation. I just think I... Please do. The next thing I would say after this would be just me freestyling, and that's dangerous. But I... The best conversation (laughs) I ever had about this was a friend of mine who just really one of my best friends is gay, got married a few years ago and asked me to officiate the wedding. And we had this many, many hour conversation in the backyard Um, and just talked at length about where we both stood on the issue. And it was just the moment when I realized, like, okay, we can wrestle through this conversation together and still love each other. And I still don't know that he and I are on the same page. He'll be at our house next week. We love each other and cares about our kids. We are, like, very, very close, even though we're not necessarily both 100% on the same page. And 
I but, just, but to me, that's great because like, but, you have to have a relationship with people that, that you see the world differently then. But that's what I'm saying, though, is that I think that as we think about how to have this conversation and as people are like, I'm trying to wrap my head more around this, I would like do all you can to get a a real person in front of yeah, you yeah, who yeah. will really yeah. engage with you and isn't afraid to disagree with you, but also loves you. But also like this affects their life. Yeah. Like if you are straight and opposed to this, I would engage in a conversation with somebody who is gay and is so grateful for the fact that the country is allowing them, you know, the Supreme court said they can get married and really genuinely take an interest in that person. Because I, I think that, it may not change your mind, right. but I think it'll change. And, and we're not uh, the we're tone. not advocating yeah. that it changes your mind, but it does change your tone. That's tone. right. Christians have traditionally withdrawn, right? right? So, like, oh, that person, I don't, I don't agree with them. So, I'm going to live in my. I'm going to protect myself from them. I'm going to mm-hmm. be, you know, the separatists. The se- the separation of church and state, you know, kind of uh, applies. You know, Christians like listen to Christian music and shop at Christian stores and go to church and kids go to Christian schools and they only have Christian friends and they live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God called us to do. God called us to be in the world yet not of it. God called us to be light in the darkness and we've withdrawn. And so then we like from the sidelines, you know, point our fingers at that fallen world out there right. and protect ourselves from it. Yeah. You know, but the reality is, is like what you're saying is like, we need to actually be intentional and that it doesn't necessarily need to change the conviction that God's given you, but we need to be intentional to be out of our comfort zone, especially in this new era that we need to set an example of love and grace and understanding and dialogue. I mean, I remember a few years ago at a Christmas party uh, uh, that a family friend was throwing, my, my parents and I were standing in their kitchen screaming at each other about uh, politics. It was a political, it was an election year. We were screaming at each other. <laughs> but you know what? I have dialogue and <laughs> relationship with my family still. Right. We disagree about some stuff and we understand where each other is coming from. And sometimes, you know, we scream at each other at a Christmas party. Classic string Christmas. Y- you know, but I'm saying like, <laughs> but that's important that there's love there. There's understanding. There's a relationship that is bigger than the disagreements. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's key. And for those, and for those people who just are fearful of where America's headed, there's always Lieberland. They can go with it. <laughs> you got to get out there. Lieberland, Lieberland. Uh, in, uh, was in near Croatia. You wouldn't even believe yeah. what the Supreme Court of Lieberland just voted. Uh. <laughs> the same week. The same yeah. week. It was it's just one guy. So. Just one guy, and he is not having it. <laughs> I don't even know what he that is. He legalized moose riding across rivers. It's a uh, crazy <laughs> so world we live in. He doesn't. He's too smart to touch these so, these polarizing social issues. But he, yeah, when it comes to moose riding, he he has some very strong opinions, yeah. right. and they're unpopular. All right. So the next thing you were going to do is freestyle. Yeah, now I'm just going to talk, talk off the cuff and just de- demolish everything I said. Uh, this was also a big week for freestyling. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, I guess this counts as a freestyle. That's a great transition, by the way, Cameron. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? You're not pitching to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I told Cameron before, I was, this is just behind the curtain. I said, hey, did you guys hear the video of Alex Trebek rapping? I there's no, I hate to blow your transition, but there's no way I can give it for the context of Alex Trebek rapping the Fresh Prince theme song during a Jeopardy question. It was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It, okay, but, but here's the thing, though. A for effort, man. Like, it wasn't like he just read it. It was like, he's been waiting for, he's, he, you know, he's been on the host of Jeopardy for 30 years and the guy's in his 70s. He looks fantastic. Okay. 
I would have said he is 65 max. max. He's like 77 or something. Wow. wow. Okay, so he's been on Jeopardy he's got for like Pat, 30 Pat years. Pat Robertson uh, workout plan going. <laughs> mm-hmm, he does. <laughs> Alex Trebek and Pat Robertson have found the fountain of youth. I don't know what they, it they, is. They spot each other at the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Do, it's, you, like, it's, do you like mustache Trebek or no mustache Trebek, Jess? This is, uh, I believe, he's currently no no mustache yeah, Trebek. A, but I'll I'm tell you this: him mustache, mustache or not, him or Pat never miss leg day. And look at them, <laughs> leg day. They're, they're TV staples for forty years. <laughs> And they're both crazy. What uh, is yeah, massive both, glutes? Both, yeah. <laughs> so he got a question, and I, you could tell he has been like waiting for this question for his entire career. It was It was basically what show was this the theme song for? And he rapped. If you can even say the word rapped, a, a, a couple bars <laughs> of the theme song of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. JD, can, can we play that? Is there any way? Because I really feel like we all need to witness it. I think we can. In the theme to this 90s sitcom, I hooped up to the house about 7 or 8, and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later. Encore. What is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? What? <laughs> no. Please no. play it one more time. How I'm sorry. You, play it one more time. How could they even push their clickers? They had to oh, have been, hey. like, in shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone knows the answer. There's not one person there that didn't know the answer. It's the easiest question in Jeopardy They just history. didn't want to push the clicker in hopes like, that he'd have to do going. the whole song. Please Why is going. he so breathless doing it? I, he takes yes. a deep breath between every word. I hooked up to the house about 7 or 8, and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later. You know what that is? That's the sound of racial reconciliation right there. <laughs> Alex Trebek just solved Have you ever heard that song or any hip-hop song ever? Uh, no, probably not. No. That was absolutely terrible. <laughs> that is what I would... Somewhere ex- along the line, he like got it in his head that rapping is like whisper-talking. <laughs> That's like what he thinks it is. I gotta like, feel like, like a the beat thing poet. Is, the thing is, his enthusiasm level, it's not like he's copping out here. It's not like he's just reading it. Right. It was like, you know what? I'm going for it. I can't believe it. If they finally put it up on the board... I could see him like lunging toward the mic and kind of like bobbing his head. Yeah, <laughs> he totally went for it. He's like, I'm going to heavily whisper with all yeah. that I have. Well, there <laughs> I gotta, you go. I got to say that for a 70-year-old Canadian game show host of Mustacheless. Jeopardy, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, exactly <laughs> what I would about yeah. expect. So uh, so we went, you gave us a transition free, freestyle and gave us the Alex Rebecca who gets us into pop culture, which gets us to entertainment releases. Wow, this is a professional <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so this is a big, a big shift is happening in America right now. I get okay. That. So a big shift in the music industry as well. Not only just mm-hmm. Apple Music coming on and different things like that. Oh yeah. But you know how forever albums have been released on Tuesday? I do. Starting right now, yeah. albums are g- going to be released on Friday. Wow. Why? All the release dates are moving to Friday. Definitely. I think we've talked about this, but I, I don't remember why. I guess it's so you can kick off your weekend party, right? I don't know. Isn't it just arbitrary, though? I mean, like, who cares when it comes out? I know that's kind of what I think, but uh, literally, like, on all the upcoming release calendars, like, uh, there's a transition of a couple weeks where there's a couple remnant ones coming out on Tuesday, but then the most of them are coming out on Friday, and then moving forward, like, everything's coming out on Fridays now. That's interesting. I, yeah. re- I really want to read an article about so what happened So now it's just there. music releases coming out next week. That's kind of, I don't even have a date, because it's mm. kind of being trickled throughout the week. Whoa. So, so music's coming out uh, next week. Uh, Lil Wayne is coming out with the Free Wheezy album. He's actually releasing that on July 4th, huh. like on a Saturday. Free Wheezy. Free Wheezy. <laughs> free Wheezy. Love it. And that's the one that's... It, it, does Wheezy need to be freed? Is he is he somehow yes, incarcerated he, or... No, he does need to be freed. Remember, he got into a battle with his label. They wouldn't release his album. Oh. And so he's trying to be freed from his contract. 
His, and and his constant drinking of what is it cough syrup or something he always walks around with what he, he is always drinking some the sort purple of, juice yeah that cough syrup it's some medicine or something no <laughs> like, it's not no it is it's some sort it's of it's called like, self medicating it's not actual medicine no 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 it's some sort of like prescription <laughs> like medication r- like Benadryl that he's sipping on all the time <laughs> you you, you said wait 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 maybe Alex Trebek's rap name should be Little Wheezy <laughs> Little Wheezy Little Wheezy Little yeah not not Little, little. <laughs> uh, uh, who is Little Weezy? <laughs> Veruca Salt is coming out with Ghost Notes. Years and years. Ooh, I listened to them in high school. Yeah, they're still making music. Huh. Uh, years and Years is coming out with Communion. Lee Bannon is coming out with Pattern of Excel. And Owl City is back oh, with yes. uh, Mobile Orchestra. Uh, he uh, debuted the video for... It's a worship album. And he mm-hmm. debuted the uh, video for it on Relevant TV yeah. a couple weeks ago. And it exploded. Our yeah. site uh, blew Liter- up that day. Literally. Yeah, there was, was a virus from a old non-Squarespace developer. Yeah, there, were, yeah, there was a, a server that got overheated, yeah. and the, you know the smoke alarm it didn't even work. So uh, <laughs> it was it's pretty destructive. Fire. Our yeah. old website, geocities.com slash relevant slash the drop. <laughs> it's kind of a long joke, Not but we got there. Um, <laughs> got there. Uh, movie, movies coming out on Friday, <laughs> July 10th. Next Friday, Minions is coming out. I'm looking forward to that one. What's that one? Minions. It's the, the, oh, the yellow, yellow thing. I've never seen any the of those. little tic-tac guys. I've never seen any of them. Yeah. Our kids aren't old enough quite yet. Oh, yeah. So, But we'll get into all that. Yeah. Minions. Uh, and also, Selfless. It's the one where an extremely wealthy man, Ben Kingsley, dying from cancer, undergoes a radical medical procedure that transfers his consciousness into the body of a healthy young man, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. But not as all as it seems. This was the guy that played Gandhi, right? Yeah. And now he's Isn't this the same... It wasn't Ryan Reynolds in the same movie with Jason Bateman a while ago. That was uh, Face Off. Uh, That was John Travolta. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Will they switch bodies and minds, or is it just a a one-way transaction? I think... So the the trailer says uh, they give him the perfect body. And, oh. and, and, and I'm like Ryan Ryan Reynolds, really? That's the perfect body. What would be the perfect yes. body? Okay, just, <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. I wanted to ask Joy. Oh yeah. There well, go. there you go. We learned something today. Uh, so there you go. So that's it. So while the kids are watching the Minions, you can watch uh, Ryan Reynolds' perfect body with Ben thought, Kingsley's voice. I always thought you'd be more of a Wes Anderson kind of body, Joy. Just hmm. kind of northwestern. Yeah. See, I saw, I, her as, I saw her as The Rock. She was a big rock <laughs> Dwayne guy. Dwayne The Rock. You love that I guy. I do oddly love him. Well, he seems really nice, <laughs> I don't think there's anything odd. I, I, I don't know that there's any person who dislikes The Rock. He seems just like an overall... It's like there's, he's done nothing unlikable ever. He's uh, a good fellow. His new HBO show, Ballers, is kind of unlikable. Is not, it a bummer? Is it, isn't he the only likable part of that show, though? I don't know. It's it's trying to be Entourage. It's actually from Mark Wahlberg. It's trying to be Entourage, oh, but in Miami, thing. and it's not. It's just not clicking. The chemistry's not there yet. Maybe yeah. it gets there. I read an article one time about... I almost brought it as a slice a long time ago about what he eats in a day. I mean, it's literally it, like... It's like it, isn't it like 15 sheep. pounds of cod? Yes. It's pounds and pounds of fish in a single meal. Like, he just has to spend all day eating. It's just the worst. He eats or an entire awesome. school have you of seen, fish for Have you seen meal? the picture? They do it side by side. It's like a meme of Skinny Rock and, like, you know, Diesel Rock, like, when he, like, pumps up for movies, like steroids. Mm, no, is it crazy? Oh, I'm going to... I'll pull it up offline. This is okay, bad for an but, audio but why medium, are you pulling but, that one up? Pull up the one of him standing next to Shaq and Charles Barkley. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No. no. Okay, Google it right now. Stop what you're doing, okay. and I, I promise okay, you. Okay, I'll look it up. I promise you, your mind will be blown. And this goes for listeners right now. I'm going to do it too. Google Rock, Charles Barkley, and Shaq. Okay? 
Oh and my god! Your head is going to explode. <laughs> He's a baby. He's a little. He's like. Please I think don't it's funny that please don't take the picture. I think it's funny you guys have it all pulled up. I just started typing in Google. By the time you still have an Android. <laughs> no, that was really rude, Joy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no. Sorry. It doesn't matter. I don't accept it. <laughs> I throw that back at you. But but Here, is, is that picture not shocking to anyone else? Shocking. Yeah. Because uh, for for people that are, are like Eddie are very very slow at typing. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or have antiquated phones. So look, they dwarf look, the rock. Look, they can't be right. Oh wow, that is crazy. They like the rock when he's on screen looks like a massive human being. I mean, he, he's he's a very large individual with huge muscles. That's because okay. all actors. Are this so is not small. new knowledge. But when he's standing between Shaq and Charles Barkley, he looks like a small a small individual. All right, let's play that our does not our- eat. 14 pounds of cod for breakfast. Let's play our favorite quick game. Jesse, find an answer for us. Round the table. How tall is The Rock? I'm going to say I've six. looked this up, and there's I know. no way it's right. Well, he played professional football, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, University of Miami. Miami, yeah. Miami. So he has that to professional. be uh, six foot. All right, I'm going to go six, six five. Six says, two. That makes sense because Shaq is like, isn't seven he like foot, seven feet seven tall? Seven, yeah. two, Old guy, right? new guy? Yeah. Any JD? So seven inches Jody shorter. Said I, I, I oh. trust no oh, height on the internet, though. Oh. Why do you trust no oh, height on the internet? Because here's the thing: we both I, listen oh, to that podcast, Jesse. No, I don't no, no. Trust it, it, yeah. it, this has nothing to do with mystery show, although that confirms my suspicions about online heights. Because, Cameron, what is the one like area on the internet where you should get an accurate reading of someone, someone famous person's height? It should be like a sports statistics site because they literally take measurements of these individuals Correct. for different purposes. They do, yeah. And they always add inches, like two inches. So if sports aren't reliable, why should Hollywood be reliable? I think all I, there's no trustable height on the internet. There are none. You, I one time wanted to see how tall Arnold Schwarzenegger was. He's there five was foot a seven. Whole, there was a whole website dedicated to unveiling the truth about his true height. Like they have pictures of him wearing... <laughs> Things on his shoes to make him look taller, of him next to people. A, a whole website someone put together just to help identify the real height of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's unknowable. These things online are not trustable. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. That'll do it for entertainment releases. Uh, the Racial reconciliation. Racial, Supreme Court. <laughs> Supreme Court. And uh, the info about our anniversary show. So if you want to see this in person. And the height of the rock. Come on down in the humidity in August. Yeah. And, uh, for hours us. and hours you can watch us do this. Stay tuned. <laughs> Coming up next. Slices. This gravity hurts when you know the truth. I'm pulling my way in gold. Call me anxious, call me broke, but I can't lift this on my own. Pulling my way in gold. Call me anxious. You're listening to Gallant. The song is Weight in Gold. How not, much? Not how, how Gallant? Much? And it's Gallant, huh? I don't know. Oh, it's probably Gallant. <laughs> I don't know him either way. I've just never really heard that. Well, no, I think of the Mitsubishi Gallant. Yeah, I had one of those. Oh, let's go with Gallant. It's there, unfortunately. I think there's naming. only one L in that. Oh, in yeah. So this is Gallant. Uh, weight in Gold. Uh, how much do you think The Rock weighs in gold? 
Oh, that's interesting. Now that's I, a good he, he he only, We only know his weight in cod. Actually, I guess it would be the same. <laughs> the same. Yeah, it's, it's like the feathered joke. Yeah, his weight in the rock. <laughs> his weight in gold. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Spring King with City. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Real quick, before I get into the slice, I was referring to ArnoldHeight.com. <laughs> Welcome to the premier Schwarzenegger height site on the internet. We pride ourselves in being the only site dedicated to Arnold Schwarzenegger's vertical measurement. <laughs> go there. Go down the rabbit hole. Thank me later. <laughs> I, I wonder if there are any um, uh, safe for the little ears websites that Jesse hasn't stumbled upon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, appropriate websites on the internet. He's probably seen all of them. I've spent a lot of time seeing what's out there, you, guys. <laughs> you got it all. You are kind of the, the oracle of the internet. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's my slice. <laughs> I've got good news for you. You may no longer have to travel to Oklahoma City to see the one-ton monument built by the Satanic Temple that they were going to erect at the courthouse there. Oh, okay. So you may remember this story. The Satanic Temple, a, uh, a, a quote-unquote religious organization that uh, practices a version of Satanism, uh, decided that if the courthouse at Oklahoma City was able to be home of a large Ten Commandments monument, that they too, because of religious uh, uh, liberty, should be able to construct their own monument on the grounds. Right. So they said that they were going to go ahead and make something tasteful, uh, but something that represented their values. So they went about constructing a one-ton statue of the the satanic god. Uh, let's see how you pronounce his name. Gallant. Um, Ron. Bathomet. Ron and to, Gallant. To describe this, it, it is a shirtless man that has the head of a goat sitting on a large throne with two children yeah. looking up to him beside a giant tombstone with a pentagram on it. Oh, wow. We were good until that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, large goat man, children looking uh, up before him for guidance. Goat man being my least favorite SNL character. Yeah, Jim Brewer, not his finest moment. I, I, I would say it probably was his finest. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> solid point. That's a solid point. It's he, nothing against Jim Brewer. I'm just saying he was what he was. Some people like the goat man. So we're going to assume that this uh, statue was fashioned in the uh, motif of Jim Brewer. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> I, I don't I I'd be curious to see how many things in common the Satanic Temple and the career of Jim Brewer having you know oh how many times they intersect. Again, it's I a, think there needs to be a Venn diagram. It's a it's a Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, with, with Go Boy right dead center. <laughs> in the tenth middle. <laughs> and and furious Oklahoma City Congress people standing around both of them. He's not allowed in Oklahoma. Okay, so. Uh, the, but luckily, for people that are, don't want to encounter this on the grounds of the Oklahoma Capitol building there, the Supreme Court in the state ordered that the Ten Commandments man, uh, monument will be removed. Because of this ruling, one of the leaders at the Satanic Temple said that they have no interest on placing the monument, which is set to be unveiled on July 25th, onto the grounds at Oklahoma City. But that means they are going to look for a new home for it. So they're looking for states that currently have a Ten Commandments monument. No on their state grounds, and they're going to try to ship this one-ton marble goat man terrifying statue there and erect it there. And right now, they're going to be possibly targeting the state of Alabama. Oh, wow. It is is a very frightening statue, but one that I I would argue is the most heavy metal monument in the United States right now. So they're going to ship it down to Alabama, but they don't have one regionally that they can just kind of quickly get over there, but I guess there's how many one-ton... 
marble. I think they only Satan. had one made, and yeah. and the guy, you know, he 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 described it as a work of art, and that he said he this was his guarantee. Um, he 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 told us to a local newspaper, we will find a public uh, uh, placement for it. Yeah, somewhere it will be placed publicly, and if your state has a publicly displayed Ten Commandments, it may find a new home there. Crazy. Wow. So you're going to walk into the state capital of Alabama, there's going to be a Confederate flag, because they still fly them, and uh, a Goatman Satan statue. A Ten Commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Here is what we're about. And you just went there, and you just went there to get like a a, a traffic citation. (laughs) Yeah. And all of a sudden, I I don't know what to do with myself. The ethical quandary I'm in, I don't even know. I can't turn yeah, left or right. Like, oh, oh, uh, traffic court. Yeah, the line starts right behind the, the, the scary goat man. Just stand behind the little girl that's looking up at his uh, horny goat head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have, weeping. Yeah, if you need a pencil to fill out your form, they're just they're in a little cup sitting on top of that the... That little uh, Confederate uh, flag <laughs> cup. Uh, on the hoof. I was in New York once getting my nails done. Oh, you are so... Only- wait, wait, wait. You whoa, fly whoa, whoa, to New whoa. York to get your nails done? Yeah. Don't you guys? Um, no, I was in New York and they have really cheap manicures there. So I take advantage. Um, and so I was getting my nails done and there's only one other woman uh, getting her nails done. And then this guy who I assume was her boyfriend, because he would come in and kind of like chat with her and then go out on the phone and then come back in. And I like kept looking at him and I was like, I was like, man, I recognize him. And I was like, oh, it's Jim Brewer. Oh, funny. <laughs> and I literally like I, everything within me like restrained me from just being like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good goat. And he, you know, he would have said, I've no one's ever done that to I've me. Done before, that. Exactly. That's why I restrained myself. But at the same time, he was kind of doing that thing where it was like he was looking. He was like looking at me, too, because it's kind of like I think he wanted to be recognized, you know. So I was like, does he want me to make the goat sound right now? <laughs> I think he Maybe. just wanted you to say I think, hi. I think the safe thing would be a half-baked reference there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Joy, I've run, I, I swear this is true, I've run into Jim Brewer on the street before, too, <laughs> and I did not say anything, and I regretted it. It was very late at night. It was in, like, a part of Virginia Beach here where it's not uncommon to see a pedestrian late at night. I crossed paths with him, and I was with my wife and her sister. I was like, I think that's Jim Brewer. I think that's Jim Brewer. And they were like, why would he be here? And sure enough, we walked by a comedy club. His name was on the marquee he had just played. That is a regret, man. I didn't say that. But you did say hello to um, Full House guy. Who did? You oh, Bob Saget. Oh, yeah, I did, I, did, I did talk to Bob Saget one time. That kind of made up for it. That's a cool. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I got to say, it feels pretty cool to know someone who gets her nails done at the place where Jim Brewer's girlfriend gets her nails done. <laughs> I mean, that really yeah. feels cool. <laughs> Awesome. You can journal about that tonight. I All right, will. what do you have, Joy? <laughs> All right, so um, Cameron and Eddie, you guys both wear glasses, but Jesse, you don't, right? That's right. Perfect vision. Okay, so you so might not be able to relate to perfect. this, but I'm guessing Cameron and Eddie, I, if you guys go somewhere and you've forgotten your glasses, it kind of messes things up. And, right? and it's literally and, never happened. And JD, and it's impossible for me to forget my glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Joy, let me, let me tell you how good my eyes are real quick. If an old man were to die and take the body of, say, Ryan Reynolds, he may want my eyes. That's how I might one-up you. I climbed Mount St. Helens here with no sunglasses on, got snow blindness, was in the hospital, and I still have 20-20 vision. You are endlessly interesting and curious. Your whole uh, life. I believe slides. it's a curiosity. Yes, she's a curiosity. she says this wearing a muumuu. There's there's, <laughs> there's so much about you. Were you hiking in a muumuu that day? Uh, no, but actually, the day that I was hiking was Mother's Day, and it's a tradition here where when people uh, hike St. Helens on Mother's Day, they wear dresses. 
So there were like people in full on like makes sense. Yeah, yeah totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's Portland. That's why. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, anyways, you guys didn't have my setup since you guys never forget your glasses and you don't I'm know the sorry. inconvenience of that. No, I do all the time. I can't even imagine about forgetting them or something. How does that work? Does that help? <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, so it would be terrible. And Eddie was just now looking at a picture of the Rock, Charles Barkley, and Shaq, and they were just shapes, but one was shockingly small. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it ended up turning out being great for Bob Sabo of. Easton, uh, Easton, what? I don't know. Oh, Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. The metropolis of Easton. Easton Court. Planet Easton. (laughs) I know. I got this right before we started recording from Will Henderson. So thank you, Will, on Twitter. Uh, Anyways, this guy always goes and buys his um, lottery tickets from the like counter, but he didn't have his glasses. And so he went to the vending machine, which is something he never does. Um, and then even when he was at the vending machine, he meant to buy two $20 lottery tickets, ended up just pushing the wrong button and getting a $30 ticket. But when he got home, he discovered he was a winner and he won $30,000. So more of the lesson for getting your glasses can be good sometimes. Well, and that is my slice. Well done. So <laughs> now the lesson for me is stop wearing my glasses, start playing the lottery, yeah. and, and, and just l- and just aimlessly poke buttons. Yeah, and yeah good yeah. things will happen. Just mash buttons and learn my state abbreviations. We're really getting deep into. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I like you know Bob Sabo didn't give up. He wasn't like, hey, the not having my glasses is not going to keep me from doing what I love to do, and that's gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say Bobby Sabo is a hero? <laughs> that's scratch lottery. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love, is to blow money on the lottery. I'm Bob Sabo. What do you have, Eddie? Okay. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, well, it's a big week. Uh, it's July 3rd. July 1st on Wednesday, um, Walmart uh, enacted some new practices among its employees that I feel like are fun for us to know, especially as people who love people Walmart finally heard the cries of their employees who had some major concern about the working conditions at Walmart. And Walmart has responded. They've done a couple of things. They've done across-the-board wage hike, and that's great. That's great. Everybody could use a little bit more money. Uh, They've also allowed their... everyone. Some people have enough. Some people are just fine. Yeah. Well, I think generally the folks at Walmart were asking for more money. Whether they are fine or not, I do not know. They could... They were asking for it. Just greedy. So they heard it. (laughs) Right. They're so greedy. Um, (laughs) This greedy Walmart employees. Right. Continue. So um, they have also allowed... And this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. They have also allowed... and, and like a little more interesting. Still not interesting, yeah. just so you know. Okay, Is just, it more interesting than uh, a guy forgetting his glasses and mashing buttons and getting a lot hey, of... I, for what it's worth, blow. I can't even right now, I can't even read this slice. So I'm just going to... Let, let, let me ask you this. Uh, on, a scale of, on a scale of forgetting your glasses to the size of the rocks in close proximity to Charles Barkley and Shaq, where does it fall? <laughs> I can read this slice right there without Shoot my glasses. your words very carefully. Let's Eddie. see how wild this slice is without my glasses. Okay, so then there... Honestly, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't make out a single word. Okay, so they're allowed to wear like... Some people are allowed to start wearing khakis and black denim. Okay, so they've heard that. Um, they At still, Walmart? Uh-huh. Black denim? Yeah. If you're working there? Yes, okay. They would hide this thing. They're like Wranglers. But, th- but then also Walmart has started looking at different blogs that employees were keeping in different Facebook posts and started to see that uh, across the board there were two 
major concerns, and they have addressed both of those concerns. One, people uh, on the East Coast were saying that the store was too hot, and people generally on the Western part of the United States were saying that the stores were too cold. Now, you would think, oh, why don't they just go to the manager? Well, it's because all the stores are centrally controlled. You cannot change the temperature of a Walmart store in a Walmart. You have to go to Arkansas to change the temperature. So Arkansas being... There's no way that's true. No, it's absolutely true. That's how Walmart is... You don't have a... They don't have a thermometer. They have a thermostat, thermostat, but everything is (laughs) they sell thermometers. Everything is centrally controlled. Like all of the music is centrally controlled, which we will get to. It's really a metaphor for the whole bureaucracy. They are a benevolent overlord, and they have said that they will lower the temperature by a single degree on the East Coast stores and raise the temperature by a single degree on the West Coast stores. So that was yeah, it balances itself out. That was really sweet of them. But energy the, savings and energy expense. It, it makes way. sense. All oh, balances yeah. out. Everybody's yeah. a little warmer, a little colder, everything they want. But the final thing that they have heard their employees complain about, and they had no idea that this was true, was that <laughs> the apparently the employees say that they cannot stand the amount of Celine Dion that plays mm-hmm. over the loudspeaker. Or, you know, because all the music is centrally controlled, and apparently somehow there is a massive amount of Celine Dion in the mix, and it's driving employees crazy. And so, in what could be either the greatest job on Earth or more likely the worst job on the planet, Walmart has hired an in-house DJ that will sit in the, uh, the corporate office in Arkansas and put together playlists of music to be played at every single store because they have heard the cries of their employees. So I don't know if this job is available, but if you are in the DJ industry and would like to DJ every Walmart on the planet... And would like to live in Arkansas. Which is lovely. I heard they're sending a statue there soon. It's going to be just great. Um, Jim Brewer is moving there, actually. Jim Brewer is moving there to do a live appearance at City Hall. Opening a nail salon. Jim Um, Brewer probably could use a job right now. Yeah, I'm sure. He could do it. And so to all the Walmart employees that are listening to this, congratulations. Your voices have been heard. So is it going to be like like, uh, like they're going to mix in some Pitbull? They're going to like... like, Yeah. Is it going to be like Beats 1, where it's like different shows throughout the day... Yeah. Vibe. Rolling back prices, rolling out tunes. I think it's oh, going to be oh, that. I like it. I think I it's like going to be that mostly. Yeah, I think they're pretty <laughs> much just going <laughs> to... Roll back. I, they're going to start with a three-month trial to yeah. the Apple Music. DJ Rollback. DJ Rollback. Perfect. I like it. That's awesome. I, I picture and he's like Daft his, Punk, his office. But he, but he has that big uh, circle. Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, the smiley face. <laughs> the big smiley face head, and he's like mm-hmm. Daft Punk. Yeah. yeah or or like he uh, goes, Yeah, or Dead Mouse 5. Dead Mouse 5, yeah. Oh, so on. when he shows up to work, like everyone at the pulls up to the corporate offices in uh, Arkansas, he goes up to like a huge DJ booth, <laughs> yeah. puts on the light up head, like Smiley the, the Kmart head. blue yeah. lights are gone. Yeah, and he just spinning all day. Yeah. Uh, and just as a final reminder about Walmart, they have the world's best soda, Diet Dr Thunder. I will bring a two liter to the. I will bring a two liter to the live show, and we will all have some. Gross. That's a promise. That's, That's actually a. That was a pretty big and secret. I just reimbursed me the thirty-seven cents. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. That's my slice. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Gunger. We learned a lot.
You're listening to Chet Faker. The song is Bend. Well, this week's uh, feature segment is brought to you by Harry's, my favorite shaving company. Uh, Harry's is a company delivering a high-quality shave for a very low price. They're they're disrupting the uh, shaving industry, and in fact, have you seen like Gillette and others are having to like price adjust and like right? They're, they're having to totally change their game plan. Yeah, it's it's awesome because Harry's is disrupting it. Harry's isn't just cheap though; it's a high quality shave. They actually bought the uh, German factory where they've been making hmm. uh, that factory's been making uh, blades for like a hundred years. Um, not only are the razors like half the price of the other big branded ones, uh, they ship for free to your front doorstep. And the starter set is an amazing deal. For only 15 bucks, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Um, why pay 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? On average, an everyday shaver saves $150 a year on blades using Harry's. And there's a satisfaction guarantee. Um, I like it. Well, I don't... I don't shave. I don't shave a lot. You don't shave at all. You got a big beard. No, yeah. But uh, but but Harry's, if I did, but if you did, if you, I did, Harry's, I'd yeah. totally use Harry's. Yeah. Experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to Harry's.com now, and Harry's will give you five dollars off if you type in our coupon code Relevant Five with your first purchase. That's H A R R Y S dot com, and enter the coupon code Relevant Five at checkout for five dollars off. Start shaving better today. Gunger is a genre-blurring, Grammy-nominated musical collective based in L.A. They moved from Colorado. They're in L.A. now. Uh, Led by Michael and Lisa Gunger, the collective crafts music intended to defy categorization and open the human heart. Uh, This week, they did something really cool. They announced that over the next year, Gunger will be releasing three full-length albums. Uh, They are One Wildlife Soul, One Wildlife Spirit, and One Wildlife Body. Uh, at GungerMusic.com, you can actually purchase a digital season pass and get all three albums, which includes an, an immediate digital download of the soon-to-be-released album, One Wildlife Soul. That's going to be the first one. But if you buy all three for 25 bucks, you get the first one immediately before it comes out. The first one is so good. And you immediately receive an exclusive bonus acoustic version of the song Us For Them <laughs> from the One Wildlife Soul album. Uh, this offer is only available till July 10th, so go check it out at Gunger Music. Well, they were in our studio, as they've been now, this will be the third time they've performed for us, uh, I guess the last three albums. Yeah. And uh, this was one of my favorites. This was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, the new music is amazing, and Gunger reinterprets their music for the uh, live kind of studio performance that they do with us. It's pretty cool. I think it's like a testament to their genius, is that when they come in, they don't just play the same way that they've always played it they yeah. really think about what's going to translate the best and they bring new instruments and new arrangements and it's just it's phenomenal it's really cool performing vapor off their new album here is gunger this song is called vapor and this was a song that took me a long time to write it i, I it was like actually over a couple of years that it took me to write this and i was never able to finish it and then i had like this existential falling out uh, at the end of 2012 actually and I didn't I wasn't able to believe anything anymore for a while and it was after that kind of coming out of that period where I really uh, had to find a way of embracing mystery in sort of a new way and I felt like I kind of had to experience that total dropping out of all belief to be able to come back to be able to finish this song actually. Um, so it's kind of a meaningful song for me because it's sort of the first song to God or about God that I was able to write 
after that experience. And uh, so it's a pretty meaningful season of my life. It kind of, there's a lot of pain and <laughs> doubt and stuff went into the entire making of the song over, over a couple of years. And it was finally, the end result is sort of this open-handed um, surrender to mystery.
the impossible and holy Kings become fools for you Kingdoms to ruins for you Vapor finds ground in you Music finds sound in you Everything rising Everything rising That was Gunger. Make sure to check him out at gungermusic.com. listening to joy williams the song is till forever uh joy williams being on uh well she has new album out venus and she's also on the cover of the new issue of relevant perfect segue it's like that was planned wow uh joining us uh now eddie has stepped out for the moment we have given his mic uh to the editorial team joining us is our new editorial director aaron hambury say hi Hi. Yes, I am joining. I agree. And uh, and also our associate editor, Dargan Thompson. Hello. And uh, Jesse's with us as well. Uh, we're going to take a couple minutes. Uh, every time the issue comes out, we like to uh, give you guys behind the scenes of kind of like why we did what we did and how it all came together. And this issue was exciting uh, for us, and we're excited for you to see it. Now that it's releasing and shipping, uh, we just kind of wanted to take a few minutes and, and uh, go behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, the new issue, like I said, Joy Williams is on the cover. We were excited to get her because, obviously, we're big fans of the Civil Wars and that album or the, that group just blew up, especially in our in our space. And um, and then all of a sudden they went away, you know. And uh, we all had questions. And yeah. uh, it was maybe nine months ago we were wanting to 
talk to Joy and they weren't ready to talk about it. And, you know, so it was a thing that we've been pursuing for a long time. Uh, we had a writer, Laura Studeris, uh, who's out in LA, uh, actually go to Joy's house and they had a uh, heart to heart. Uh, we did a photo shoot with her out there as well. And uh, it was really a uh, beautiful conversation, really compelling. Uh, her talking about everything from kind of coming up in the CCM Christian music world to kind of going away and then reinventing herself with the civil wars and then that going away and uh, the death of her father and like becoming a mom and all these things that have just changed her so fundamentally. And now she's reemerging with a very kind of different ethos and music uh, with her new album. She, she has one of the most interesting career arcs, I think, of any pop artist in music right now. I mean, this is like three reinventions, but all of them from really good things. Yeah, I mean, like Katy Perry only had to reinvent herself once. <laughs> From being Never. Katie Hudson, the Christian music so star. So far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but there's a lot more in the issue. Um, but you should check out her new album. It's actually really fascinating. Other culture stuff in the issue, we talked to Alabama Shakes. They have a, a, you know, a new album. They're one of our favorite indie bands. They're uh, main stage in it at Lollapalooza and a bunch of the music festivals this summer. Um, kind of bringing the soul back to rock. And the Avet Brothers, um, they've had a kind of ton of personal tragedy and struggle with you know, cancer and one of their families and all this stuff. And... Uh, and they're back with a, an album that's coming up. They're working on it right now. So we, we, right? It's coming up this fall? I think in the spring. In the next spring. So we're kind of midstream yeah. on them. Kind of, They're in the studio. And it's a really interesting time to talk to them. It's interesting because our piece in the current issue is something of a part two to what we'd covered in like 2012 or yeah. something like that. And uh, the good part about talking to them while they're writing is that they were able to explain some of uh, the place from which they write. Yeah. And now going into a new album... Uh, it had a lot to do with, as you mentioned, their bass player's daughter um, was diagnosed with cancer, and they've gone through that, and she's been in remission, and then it's come back. Uh, and it's kind of forged them as a family band, even though all the members aren't biological family, and shaping who they are as a group and how they write. And so getting in on the middle of that, and then obviously in a few months we'll be able to hear it, would be a really interesting thing hmm. for us. The, the, and the thing, this thing that's so interesting about the Avet brothers is they have such credibility across so many circles of music fans. So people that are, are, are fans of sort of that, you know, North Carolina bluegrass type of sound. They play, we saw them at main stage at Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza last year. Do you remember? Were, it was in the rain and uh, oh, Tyler was with us and he was a skeptic. He wasn't. He's not a big Avet fan. They blew the roof off. I mean, it was unbelievable. There was seventy-five thousand people in the rain, and they crushed it. I mean, it was one of the best shows I've seen there. Oh yeah, they're so it, fun live. It, yeah, and it's like if you if you have any doubts about how great of the band they are, they work with Rick Rubin. Yeah. Rick Rubin yeah. produces their albums. Rick Rubin is a, is a living legend. You know, he produced Johnny Cash and the Beastie Boys. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they're they're a great band, and it's cool to get this intimate story. Uh, there's a lot. Of, we're not going to go uh, article by article, but uh, just kind of touch on some of the things that kind of grab you guys personally. Uh, Dargan, what was something that stood out in the issue to you? I really enjoyed. Rob Fee wrote an article for us about um, like inconveniences with modern dating. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we had do a you, lot of. Do you have a lot of those? <laughs> well, <laughs> we had a lot of more heavy content in the issue. Dargan, he asked you a question. <laughs> Let's think, just say I, think, I could relate to it. I think so. in the editing process, Dargan did come 
in, in one of our little conversations that something like this happened at one of the particular points. <laughs> yeah. This happened to me just recently. And I guess yeah. we won't divulge which one it was. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to this know. Is, but when you read it, guess which one happened to Dargan. <laughs> That'll be the game yeah. the listeners can play. Yeah, he's a humorist. He's written a couple pieces for us uh, recently. I'm always a, a big fan of Rob Fee. Uh, what stood out to you? Um, I, we have a pretty large uh, feature in this issue about ISIS. And yeah. of course, ISIS is everywhere. You can't Look at Twitter. You can't watch the news without hearing about something to do with ISIS, something terrible they've done. Uh, But for me personally, it leaves a lot of like, well, gosh, this is terrible, but what can I do? And so uh, we had a writer who's recently published a book about it. Uh, write for us something about that, kind of a what now. Johnny Moore. Yeah, Johnny Moore. Former spiritual life VP at Liberty, and now he's like kind of. He's had a Mark Burnett's uh, efforts in the Middle East and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. and so he's got some um, what you might call on-the-ground experience in the Middle East. He's been over there a lot, and in fact, he shares um, in the piece some of these kind of personal interactions with people over there who are asking for help, who are uh, calling on the West to be more active, to speak up. And so some of those encouragements, some of those uh, stories he gets to tell are, can be very effective. And so it ends up being an evocative piece. Uh, because the topic is so huge, yeah. Uh, but also it has a personal touch that can be moving, and it's kind of a call to action for each of us. Yeah, for the church in particular. I mean, that's the thing. Is like there's so many untold stories of what's happening uh, in religious persecution over there, and this is an issue that you know, while we're sitting here debating Supreme Court stuff, you know, like literally thousands, of, if not millions, of people are dying, uh, and it's like this massive gen- religious genocide almost that's happening. Um, I, I wrote my column, Connected, is a, more about my experience in Lebanon, which ISIS is part of that, uh, but uh, largely the Syrian refugee crisis that started five years ago in the Civil War. And just being over there and just seeing the lives, the human toll of what's happening, Christian and, and non-Christian. Um, and then having Johnny write about ISIS, it's just one of these things that um, uh, we we collectively need to be talking about and have kind of that... Gr- Instead of being myopic about kind of like our American Christian issues, we need to like see the global perspective of what's happening in the world, and it's important that we are intentional about that. Um, also, in the issue, N.T. Wright writes a piece for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eddie's hero, uh, <laughs> N.T. Wright. Uh, Active Child is in the issue. We do a thing of Russell Brand, who is like saying all this like really crazy, uh, thoughtful worldview stuff right now. Yeah. Like, and uh, and Jesse did a like kind of pulled all these like unexpected statements that Russell Brand's been. Saying, Jesse, what was the highlight for you in the issue? Obviously, I, I always have a lot of, of fun front matter. We got to look at some cool products making a difference. Uh, you know, so the, out they, of all the hundred pages, the shopping guide of a no, cool no, I, I'm going through a couple things that it, it's because I, I love like the visual element too, the the, the history of Christian hip hop. But one of the the features, oh yeah, the history of Christian hip hop, which I will say, it was written by a guy named Sketch the Journalist in, in Houston. He's the guy who's been uh, covering Christian hip hop for a long time. I'll say, as a guy, as a kid who has been listening since the late '80s to Christian hip hop, this is a a great timeline. I mean, he nails it. Yeah, I, I love I love when our, our design and the only reason I mentioned the from our stuff is our designers really I feel like pushed the envelope this issue and did a lot of cool stuff creatively. That's fun to look at as well as fun to read. Uh, some of the fe- the the press and f- uh, sprinkle feature about the verses that don't think. Uh, uh, they don't mean what you think you, you mean. Preston Sprinkle, everything he writes for us is great, and it really challenges paradigms with your faith. I love the the feature he wrote for us in this issue, and then also the one that uh, we looked at some behind the scenes drama at The Bachelor it was totally kind of oh, unexpected. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a Christian music or the uh, Bachelorette. Yeah, me. Bachelorette. Uh, Brady Toops, who's been here on the show, Christian music singer, singer songwriter, uh, was on the Bachelorette. 
And uh, <laughs> apparently this season there was like two bachelorettes vying for the slot, and I don't know. And Brady ended up falling for the other one. And so they left the show and started dating in the real world. And anyway, we know Brady, so we got the scoop on what really happened. It's crazy. And so out of nowhere, Relevant is covering The Bachelorette. Well, and, and uh, I, I'm always, whenever I, well, I watch those shows, uh, like on, I'm always curious about the reality behind them, so I love that we had this story. And it has such a cool, uh, you, you know, you hear people wrestling with some of the undertones of, of these shows, particularly ones that deal with dating and over-sexualization. And it, a fascinating story, and it was a totally cool get for us. And I I'm stoked that it's in this issue. Yeah, Tyler yeah. wrote it. And uh, we, we had a photo shoot with them out in L.A. and on the streets of L.A. They're holding hands, walking around. Very, re- you know, typical thing. That's why people buy Relevant is for the inside scoop on The Bachelorette That's every true. season. Well, well, you know, they probably read my gossip go- my gossip blog. <laughs> uh, the dish, I call it. <laughs> Josh Gerald's is in the issue. Obviously, we have The Drop and, and Relevant Recommends and a bunch of great stuff. It's, it's a really packed issue. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens. Um, right now for um, July 4th, if you want to get the issue, uh, we are doing a July 4th sale. Uh, it's, you know, Independence Day. We're an mm-hmm. indie magazine. So mm-hmm. celebrate independence, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. So for the 4th, we're doing $4 off uh, for four days only, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go to com, you can uh, you can subscribe for only ten ninety nine. It's 4 bucks off. And uh, you get the paper magazine shipped to you six times a year. You get the tablet uh, content, tablet edition. You also get uh, all of the premium magazine content in the archives back to day one uh, when you become a subscriber. And then there's other extras throughout the year. It's a good yeah, deal. The, yeah. The, the other thing we're going to throw in too, Maker, this, the Maker section, this issue was really cool. And it had, I feel like, such a good balance. We told the, the camera profile on uh, a business org- slash organization that's doing really cool stuff, but also kind of looked at some of the challenges that they face, practical advice for leaders, uh, inspiring stuff for people who are fans of the Maker section, this issue. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole issue is uh, super well balanced. So we dip everywhere from you know, ABC reality TV gossip to uh, the dish we call it the Jesse. dish to Jesse's yeah. dish the, 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 the dish with the Jess man we've got uh, Englishman it's, in it Scotland. was taken down after a slander life uh, lawsuit <laughs> but uh, I'm putting it back up on a website in China <laughs> for fans <laughs> that don't know because most site. of it was wild speculation about the personal lives of Bachelor contestants <laughs> legally I can say no more but I am above prosecution in China so uh, Kapeki is in the issue uh, Sanibo say a bunch of great music and other stuff so uh, check it out uh, it's on newsstands nationwide it's also available in the uh, app or the newsstand in the iTunes app store uh, I think you like the issue it's good summer reading yeah absolutely take it with you it's very portable you can go to the beach won't even get scratched up with the nope, sand. Yeah. No batteries to recharge. Yep. But yeah. if you are a person who likes batteries, get the iPad sure. version. Yeah. Or yeah. both. Or do both. Yeah. Or subscribe and you get both. Both. Right. Thanks for joining us, guys. New issue of Relevant is out now.
You're listening to Bruce Springsteen. Song is born in the USA because it's July 4th weekend. Happy 4th of July, Not America. That America is better than any other country. 25% mm-hmm. of our listenership is outside the U.S. Is we it love not, everybody. Uh, it may be but better than one country. This is better country. than any holiday that they celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up northerners. Well, if you haven't been listening for the last five years, where have you been? But every July 4th, Jesse puts together uh, a, a game. Indie rock band or firework. Now, it started out that the cast would play against each other. We had to choose whether something was an indie rock band name or a firework. And then we got tired of playing with ourselves, and so we invited the listeners to join us. And so the last few years, the listeners have called in. And uh, this year, because I'm having to do the editing, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like doing all that work. So we're just going to have a game here within the office again, yeah, and we're going to play with ourselves. So, so it's time for <laughs> indie rock band or firework. All right. So this is a very exciting moment. Uh, I look forward to it every year. Uh, it's like Christmas morning for me uh, because, like I said, it's celebrating a holiday that's better than any holiday in any place in the world, especially other countries. We should, we should probably let listeners know Joy has has left the the, the show, right? Uh, not permanently, just for this episode. Nope. She had other things to do. She is headed she, to Canada. She was offended because she likes other days better than the Fourth of and, July, and, and so, I said, "Get out." So, joining us for this segment is Tiffany Brunson. I'm back. Yes, she exemplifies America. You are America. Thank She's wearing you. red, white, and blue. She's Thank got you. blue and white with a red lipstick. Oh, oh my god! And orange shoes. Oh. They didn't have to know. But they're but, opposites on the color wheel, and it makes red, sense. Uh, red uh, nails that she Ish. got done with Jim Brewer. You are America. That Jim Brewer joke will make sense later, too. Okay. When you okay. Yeah, it will be, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Jesse's going to Jesse's put the game together. I'll be the scorekeeper, and Eddie is going to play against Tiffany uh, on the 2015 edition of Indie hmm. Rock Band or Firework. The, the rules are very simple. I will read a name, and the name is either an, an indie artist or a recent album by an indie artist, or it is the name of a firework. So I will will say the name, and whoever's turn it is has to identify: uh, is it the name of the the indie artist slash album, or is it the name of a firework? Are we clear on the rules? I yes. am. Are you? I am. We're Interesting. Gonna do, we're going to do four <laughs> rounds, uh, one point each, and then a uh, bonus round worth three points each. Okay, Ooh. so five total. I've already won. Let's let's get to the conclusion. All right, so Eddie, you're going first, I believe. I believe I am. All right, the the first is High on Fire. High on Fire. Is that is that an indie rock band or a firework? First, let me just say out of the gate, I commend you. It could be both perfectly. It is very very clearly an indie rock band though. Next question. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just not you say with confidence it's always right. Uh, no. Thanks so much. That's that's how all your Facebook inter- Facebook interactions are. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm right. Peace out. Deleted. Uh, Next. Everyone loves that. <laughs> Everybody loves that guy. Yeah, but yeah, and you're blocked. That's it. Move it on. <laughs> you burnt. Next. <laughs> All right, all right, Tiffany. You you saw the confidence that Eddie brought to the table she with did. with High on Fire. What about Mighty Mites? What Are Mighty, Mighty Mites an Mites. indie outfit, or is it a firework? Ooh, it could be those little snapper popper things. Ooh. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Mites. Ooh. Or it could be like your old football team, little Mighty Mites. <laughs> um, Get our little uniforms. I'm gonna go with firework. <laughs> of course, you are correct. Oh, this is competition. It's turning into a and, and I will say, coming into this one, I said this. I thought this is the hardest year ever, and it's already two for two. So uh, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to amp up the level of difficulty. It is here. a foregone conclusion. I have already won. Now we are just moving towards that together. Mm, so Next, now we're prophetic. All right, all right, Eddie, try try this one on for size. Predestination. Next. <laughs> Grounds for divorce. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, is, that, 
Is there a <laughs> grounds for divorce? I, I think it. that it is both. <laughs> I am going to go with my spirit animal, uh, which is telling me it's a koala, which is telling me that it is a firework. You are correct, sir. Yeah! yeah! The koala never lies. Which I really want to yes. get that and see what it's all about. It, well, do you? Because you yeah, love your yeah, sweet I, wife. I mean, it could be a warning. Good luck. Because I've gotten them <laughs> both funny. right, and you've gotten one right. Well, I've only been asked one thing, so well, all, right, all, right, all right, all right. It's, okay. You, How about okay. this one? Okay. Predatory headlights. Oh, boy. Predatory <laughs> headlights. That is... That sounds like a dangerous situation. You think about it up else. in the sky, like two of them, and they're like, they're like going around? Yeah. Or is it like something a deer has to encounter? Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that's what the irony would be. Well, but you know what it is, so just tell us the right answer. <laughs> well, um, I, well, my 47-year-old sloth spirit animal yes. is leading me to believe it might be a firework. You are incorrect. Oh, it's the new album from Tenement. Oh, oh, by who? By who what? Tenement, an indie band that oh. you've never heard of. Cool. <laughs> yeah, also Very a firework. Cool. <laughs> that no one has ever really heard of. Sorry, Tenement fans. You burnt, sorry. All, all right, Eddie, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how you do with this one. You're acting pretty tough, pretty confident. I am pretty uh, tough I'm about confident. to take you down a notch with a goat snake. <laughs> goat snake? Is absolutely you heard me correctly. Goat snake. One it's uh, Jim Brewer's new character. He's workshopping in yeah. comedy clubs in Virginia Beach. Actually, hold on. Let me take out my headphones because I was just listening to my favorite new album by Goat Snake because they are my favorite indie band. Next question to Tiffany Brunson. Shockingly, you are correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Score is right now three to one. Tiffany, you better get the this one. The only thing worse than you winning is you being so confident and also winning. <laughs> That's which, okay, Tiffany. Which is clearly all an act because we're all you, just a crying child. <laughs> <laughs> you may be able to get back in the game with this one. Okay. Swashbuckler. Oh, boy. See, it feels like a firework. So maybe it's a bait and switch. Well, yeah, to me it feels like it would be an album name. Oh, okay. This is why it's such a good Or a water park ride. Uh, Yeah, the old swashbuckler. (laughs) We should do that later. The swashbuckler got a huge wedgie. Oh, yeah. You don't even want to. Yeah. I Um, lost a suit in that (laughs) ride. Ripped right off. (laughs) See? I'm going to say, I'm going to say. That that grounds for divorce. I the pants by swashbuckler. (laughs) I'm going to say indie band. It is a firework. Oh my gosh. This is really, you guys, can we just I'm tell, this is really embarrassing for her. We don't want to continue this, all right, right? All right, Eddie, Eddie. I'm ready. You're never going to get this one. Oh, I'm never going to get this <laughs> Your one. Your odds but somehow he has a 50% chance. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty clear he has a 50% chance. Okay. I'm going to lie if he gets it right. <laughs> please, please. Trust me, he's not going to be right. Okay. The, 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 the name is Snakes in the Grass. <laughs> firework next. It is a firework. Oh <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Tiffany. Did you help write this? Nope, I, I just feel it. it. His side job is that he owns a oh firework. Gosh, stand. do I have any chance of coming yes, back? Yes, you do. Okay. It's four to one. You get this. It'll be oh, four to two, gosh. and then and then the next round is three points. Oh, that's each. right. Bonus You get round. it. He doesn't. You win. Bonus. All right, Tiffany. But Tiffany, Murder. you got to get the next two right, okay. and hope he gets the next one wrong. Okay. You, you'll get it. Pressure. Murder Pressure. for hire. Murder I'm for hire. <laughs> Murder for hire. And indie band. It's an album from Kevin. Yes. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. This is a bonus the round. This is the seen. final round. Three points each. It's, the score right now is four to two. Eddie is up four to two. Okay. I have a proposed switch for dramatic intrigue. Ooh, I don't wear my if, glasses. If you get it. You win, and and then it's like, meh, meh, meh. and right. we, Tiffany's question is mm-hmm. is obsolete. Mm-hmm. I think we go final round. Tiffany first. Okay. 
Because if she gets it right, it all comes down to your question. I've seen the voice. If she gets it wrong, she loses. I know how it works yeah. on the voice. So, okay. so I think we switch it for the final round. Here it is. Three points okay. to Tiffany. Tiffany, for three points and to stay alive. Oh, gosh. To take the lead. Oh, to take the lead. To take it back from, from, from Eddie's cocky grasp. <laughs> <laughs> how big, how blue, how beautiful. Oh. It's too bad I didn't get this one. It's so obvious. How big? Say it again. How big, how blue, how beautiful. Because the, annunci- the enunciation I, really, really changes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I have to hear it one more time. Oh, okay. Oh. Audition, please. Oh, how beautiful. Oh. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Oh, how, you're such a snoresville. How beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have it. <laughs> I lost it. Remember, this is to stay alive, to keep this Take game going. This is it. This is all you've got. I'll say firework. Oh, my gosh. You're correct. It's yeah! a great band. It's the latest album from Florence and the Machine. We're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because I have a lot of these, and they're pretty funny. We know you do. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Beehive Barrage. Oh, easily a firework. I have it set one off. What has gotten into you this how year? You, you the spirit, every, the spirit of, of knowledge has gotten into me. I've acquired all of it. Pretty amazing. So the isn't official, it? the official score at the end of the I've game lost. is uh, seven to two. Eddie won seven to two. And I right, let's just, do, let's just do a lightning round with Eddie just to see if he can keep this going. My, oh, yeah, my favorite, yeah. my favorite thing was just to watch Jesse. Be amazed. I'm so flustered right now. How many times did you grab your hair during that? All right. Just flabbergasted. Right. Just go till I get one wrong or until we run we out of recording I, space I, in the universe. Yeah, I'd say we don't have time for that. Okay. 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 Fiery frogs. Uh, firework. <laughs> uh, uh, bell witch. In indie band. Touchdown to hell. Uh, firework. Oh, I'm sorry. Touchdown to calls hell. Oh, uh, indie band. <laughs> Sorority noise. Sorority noise, indeed, rock band. He's he's unstoppable. Octopus rocket. Uh, uh, Firework. Mount Olympus thunder. Oh, hard one. Mount Olympus thunder. Oh, indie rock band. (laughs) (laughs) Mount Olympus thunder. I felt the doubt in me. (laughs) You are a loser. You know nothing. (laughs) He got got 10 straight until then. I think that that last one has to be a negative 10, though. (laughs) It does. I think I lost Brunson wins. Cameron, objectively, you've heard this game for five years in a row. I've never heard any game where anybody got 10 in a row correct, ever. I need to tell you also, I have not read firework lists. I just literally watched Jesse. Do those exist? And felt it out. Yeah, that's what Jesse, he finds them every year, apparently. Eddie, Look, Eddie gets Cameron, you. Let me ask you this. I can just feel it in my spirit. Yeah, Eddie watch, looks deep into your eyes and you bare your soul to him in, mm-hmm. non-verbally. I well, mean, that's, that's just what happens. Not fair. I don't have an emotional connection to Jesse yet. True. Kid Cameron, you've heard this game for five years in a row. Yeah. And I had no crossovers this year. None. Was this one of the hardest? <laughs> be honest. Well, it, my gut was telling me that this is going to be unfun because they're just going to be blindly guessing. Jesse, here's the deal. I I, I see that your intentions were and your, your beforehand, but the results speak for themselves. Oh. And it, this would clearly be definitively the easiest year yet. Jesse. By right. data. Magic Crystal. I mean, this is Cameron, Magic black. Crystal. What is it? What is it? What did you say? Magic, Magic Crystal. Crystal. Magic a, Crystal is indie. Band. It's a firework. (laughs) That's the reason why I didn't play. Oh, you burned. (laughs) That was such a sweet voice. It was a terrible, sad thing to say. All right. Well, how about this one? How about this one, Cameron? Redeem yourself. Oh, that's a firework. Cloud rat. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, the you know, cloud shoots up in the air, so you're making me think that it's firework, but it's an indie band. It is an indie band. All right, right now right. hold on, Jesse. Around how many more do you have left? <laughs> I mean, a lot. Can you give? Can you just? Re- we'll, I love this. No, we'll post them on the podcast episode. Oh, page. that's my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. Is the rapid fire of all of them? Yeah. Okay, so we'll get. I'll get to hear that later. I can't wait. Yeah, they'll all be on the podcast episode page. Uh, congratulations for your ten in a row, a new record. Thank you. Uh, he won twelve to two, essentially. You and did. I am so sorry for your loss. <laughs> I really am. It's a little humiliating, but <laughs> if I had to lose to anyone, I'm glad. Oh, it's don't you. be so, sweet. So basically, <laughs> Tiffany's going to kill him with kindness. <laughs> Devil burned. So basically, Tiffany's workday was mm-hmm. working, mm-hmm. doing her job, <laughs> doing a good job, great, paying paying attention to what she should be paying so attention to. She's pulled back here. Mm-hmm. She's humiliated yeah. publicly. And yeah. now she has to go back and yeah. go back to her job. Yep. For what it's worth, Can it was I, nice seeing with you. With my head high, held high. <laughs> um, that's just how we roll here. By the way, Can we're I hiring. Say, <laughs> I just say, Eddie's, Eddie's hubris. Eddie's hubris. Has really ruined the spirit of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was driving you crazy when I did an instant answer and got it right. And I well, thought, I'm, you didn't know Mount Olympus Thunder, which is the most obvious one on the list. I, I saved it to last. So I'm like, we're never going to get there. It's too obvious. Any dummy knows that's a fire. <laughs> Mount Olympus Thunder. Man, I will never forget that. That's like my. You uh, should never forget. You yeah. shamed yourself and your family. All right, thanks, family. Tiffany. But two more for the cut throat. Too far out for the in crowd. What's no more anyway? Too involved in my own life. To spend time with my family. Too concerned about what I was doing. What's normal anyway? What's normal anyway? What's normal anyway? I mean, what's normal anyway? What's normal anyway? What's normal anyway? In the crowd and I feel alone. Look around and I feel alone. I never feel like I belong. Listening to Miguel, the song is "What's Normal Anyway." Now, when Gunger comes through the studio, they never come just just the two of them. They always surprise us, and this time they brought a three-piece uh, string section with them. So it was Michael and Lisa and three-string instruments. It was amazing. Um, we filmed three songs that they did, and all three the performances will be on the relevant YouTube channel and at relevant.tv that you can view there. We'll put them on the podcast episode page when they're ready. I think the music, I think the videos will come out next week. Hmm. uh, Even though we're kind of previewing them with this, with the songs here on this week's show, but the, we'll, we'll definitely tweet out a link and stuff when, when they're up next week performing us for them, their first single here is Gunger. Us for them is one of the songs from the new record. That's actually, it's probably one of the, angriest songs on the record uh but kind of righteous indignation if you will of just kind of it's uh you know we uh, growing up in church you hear you you know you hear these bible verses you see this word this christian language like judgment and um you know you read these this this a lot of the song actually came from isaiah um and some of the these passages that sounds like really violent really awful um you know, prepare the way of the Lord. Um, and it's like this, this judgment is like the sword, you know, and then, uh, but then when you like look through the Christian lens of like, who is this Lord that we're preparing the way for? It's this like guy that 
loves the prostitute and and always is reaching out to the outsider and and is infuriating to the powers that be because he's just always breaking their lines and, and living this radical love, right? So uh, the judgment, the the sword, it's mercy and it's love. And so this is kind of um, looking at that language through that lens and like trying to redeem it in a way, like that language of judgment and stuff. Maybe Maybe judgment is love. Lines are drawn when you're in or out, when it's us or them, and they shame the doubt. It is all a lie, all we ever really need is love. There's no need to shed more blood. Look upon the cross. Look upon the cross See the face of Christ See the mercy in His arms Every valley shall be lifted high Now our enemies are blessed And the heavy laden rest For His judgment is love his judgment is love There's no more guilt There's no more shame All your darkest sin All your deepest pain Blessed are the poor, all the lonely, broken, lost, and torn. See a kingdom comes to us, a war that's fought with love. Our only war is love. Prepare the way of the Lord, wielding mercy like a sword. Every mountain top will be made low. Now he holds the earth like dust, and his judgment comes to us, and his judgment is love. His judgment is love. It's us for them, it's us for them, it's us for them. We reject the either or, they can't define us anymore. 
Cause if it's us for them, it's us for them, it's us for them. is love His judgment be love That was Gunger. Make sure to check out the uh, videos of these performances next week at relevant.tv You're listening to Tame Impala. The song is Kazama Man. Uh, it's uh, Eddie's uh, theme song uh, of how and why he won the game. Yeah, I am definitely a man. <laughs> so tough. It's what from, was that voice, though? <laughs> that was me being tough. It's yeah. from their uh, album Currents. Uh, okay, it's time for feedback. Uh, we decided to, so she could redeem herself, we decided to let Tiffany stay for another segment. Thank you. Yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> Uh, last week, we asked you uh, what Jesse and I should should do or have to do to fulfill the Nickelback Challenge. Uh, if you listened, uh, Jesse, over the spring, uh, challenged you guys to give to a charity water campaign. And if you gave a certain amount, he would listen to Nickelback nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days, for seven straight days. He did it. It became international news. And more than $40,000 was raised. The initial goal of the campaign was $5,000. <laughs> and in the week that we were announcing it, we thought... Man, what if the listeners went crazy above and beyond and doubled the goal and gave $10,000? We should do something more than just Jesse having to listen to the Nickelback thing. Oh, I know. We should go to a Nickelback concert. Yep. And so uh, clearly, you know, the, the moment that the $10,000 was crossed, I booked the tickets. We bought two tickets to the Virginia Beach show of the Nickelback concert. I booked my airline tickets. And Jesse and I were going up to the Nickelback show. We found out last week they canceled the rest mm. of the tour. So Typical. we asked you what would be equitable for us to do to, you know, kind of you know, say thank you, you know, and, and meet the challenge. You guys superseded the, the challenge. 
what would we have to do? So you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of your suggestions. I'm not saying and, our favorites. And, and K- Cameron, just to be clear, do we have to choose one of these? Yes. <laughs> I say yes. yes. I mean, we ha- I'm not saying we have to choose one of these. We have to choose a th- equitable, yeah. in-kind these thing. These are I just inspiration. I think something will rise to the top. Yeah, I and think we'll so, hear too. We'll, just, we'll hopefully be able to decide today. We're just today. spitballing here. I'm going to start with Janelle Wagner. Instead of seeing Chad Kroger, the next best thing, obviously, is to go see his wife, Avril Lavigne. I actually uh, kind of like that one. Uh, they're That's divorced. Good. Oh, well. Oh, the boy. best thing then, I'll just uh, edit it for it her. It was a firework-based uh, dispute. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, yeah. So it, I still think it's... <laughs> he did order the firework. I still think it would be a pretty good one to go see his ex-wife, Avril Lavigne. Emily Strong. Uh, I like this one, Cameron. I don't know if you'd be down for it. But she said that we should go jungle birding. Since he's already got the professional sports world covered, I recommend choosing another genre altogether, such as a local theater, <laughs> a dog show, or a cooking demonstration. And I don't, you know, for for those who don't know, Jungle Bird likes to interrupt professional sports games and uh, announces dissatisfaction with deforestation while doing the Jungle Bird call. I would love to inter, uh, interrupt a local theater presentation with 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 some sort of call and, and do it publicly and film it. Yeah, I, I love that. I feel like that might be the winner. Uh, that was very good. Uh, instead of Nickelback, Cameron should participate in the main maiden voyage of Joe's Jet Ski. Oh, now the Joe's Jet Ski. I like that. I saw a few things here. Joe the neighbor bought a sketchy looking jet ski for what, $75? <laughs> 50 $50. And Which he claims the trailer alone is worth. <laughs> Jesse, even if I recycle this thing. <laughs> I'm going to get more than $50. The idea of having to go up there and Jesse and I joining him for the main voyage of the uh, jet ski. <laughs> Is it a three-seater? Oh, that seems great. Uh, who, who, who cares if it's a three-seater? Uh, Everything's just a three-seater with friends. <laughs> 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 I, I really, uh, you know, there, there's no seat limitations on a jet ski. <laughs> there's anything live, I've learned from my years of jet ski. What about live Nickelback karaoke in costume? That was, a, that was a Twitter suggestion. So we saw a bunch of this karaoke thing, and I had some friends texting me about the karaoke uh-huh. suggestions. Here's my deal with it. What we were agreeing to was subjecting ourselves to torture yeah. of attending a Nickelback oh, concert. Yeah. This yeah. is humiliation. <laughs> we were well, gonna be humiliated by sitting right. in the back of well. the Nickelback show. Well kind of, <laughs> But but having to go on stage and perform Cameron String? <laughs> I know you guys. <laughs> what are you I you know, that's a whole I, that's a that's an inverse that's not equitable in my mind. See, I, I don't really have a problem with it because it's subjecting other people to what we were going to have to go through. <laughs> what if you like, I get out where the their place. head is at here. So I, my another issue I have with it, I've never heard more than maybe one Nickelback song, and I can't even think of what that well, one they was. Well, the, they put the words well, up on the screen there. You've heard more of them. I, like Hero from the Superman movie. I remember that's the one that comes to mind. That's, Jesse, what are the big ones? Is that, I thought that was um, <laughs> yeah, not them. Oh, yeah, really? that, that's Chad yeah. Kroger guest singing with someone. Oh, that's not, actually not in their catalog. Trust me, <laughs> I wouldn't have missed it. You would know. There's, there's, they have numerous singles that you would probably recognize from like photographs. Hey, how about we do one off the new the new album, the one where Flo Rida does the verse. I'll spit the verse. You do the singing. <laughs> You know, I think we should look into that. We're going to have to get a censored version because I think Flow Edge's verse is mostly profanity, but I say we do it. <laughs> Lee Lee Tucker brought up in just a whole different direction. I like Lee's idea. Should shave, You guys, um, Jesse, should shave a portrait of Chad Kroger uh, on your head. Not as like a permanent tattoo, obviously, but just, you know, shave his picture in your head. Seems like more torture for Jesse, but, you know, all ideas are safe in this room. <laughs> I mean, one, I don't know, I mean, if there's that kind of shave artist locally. That oh. seems like a very specific Yeah, but skill. in Canada, they're required. 
Everybody has to be able to do that. In order to get your beautician's license, you have to be able to shave Scott Kroger's face in yeah. somebody's head. Hey, can I get a Kroger? Yeah, no problem. You can always get a Kroger. You can always get a Rick Moranis. Any barber you go to. <laughs> a Wayne Gretzky, Rick Moranis, and Chad Kroger. Every, every single one has to learn the trio of famous <laughs> the Canadians. Rushmore. The yeah. holy trinity of yeah. Canadian celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can make you guys do the karaoke at the live podcast show. Oh, there we go. Okay, no, that that would be fair because we're among friends. Yeah, we're among it's like friends we, and family. Like everybody's in it together. Yeah, oh, so much yeah. grace. So I'm much grace so there. funny about how you would figure out how to who would play guitar even for that. Mm. Like if someone was looking for like an acoustic guitar, like guy that he like if someone's good, like could put a capo on the second fret if he wanted to. Right. All, right. All kinds like of cool. Dave stuff. Matthews. I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. Like there's a Nickelback performance by Jesse. At the anniversary wait, show, wait, on wait, 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 wait. There, there was the the deal. The agreement was for two of us, Cameron. No, yeah. the, my my original agreement was to go listen to Nickelback being sung. So yeah. I will still do that. It kind of. I mean, I'll let the listeners decide, but I feel like maybe this is outside of the spirit of what's supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but but oh. Jess, I would be happy to be. Uh, hey. I will. I mean, I will sit there on a little stool and I will play the heck out of it, and you guys do your thing. All right. Mm. I Jesse. think it's funny that it sounds so, like this so, was. So here's how it's gonna. So so me. So Cameron, me, you, and Eddie will do a live Nickelback. Bef- Song performance right. at the lot at, at the podcast recording. I could not love this on idea August twenty first. I couldn't. Yeah. And I think Shauna that's a fantastic will idea. absolutely need to leave the building before <laughs> she at all associates herself with that. Just I'm out of here. <laughs> Tell you what, as long as we get to pick the song, and by we, can, can you trust my judgment on this one, Cameron? Yeah, I, sort, I literally don't know any of the songs. Foremost experts. Think, here, think but... about something that sounds good with a high tenor harmony. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and also on an acoustic guitar, any capo, and, not and drop that, D. You, and that sticks kind of basically to G, C, uh, E minor, uh, n- not the, none of those crazy chords. Not right, F, Eddie? not F. It yeah. is harder to play than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I think that, I think that's the winner. I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, I like it. Okay, all right. Well, that'll do it for that. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be last the best thing feedback. Ever. All right, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, you know, it kind of just happened, actually. What we what we want you to join us on. Uh, you know, we've announced August twenty first live experience for the show. Uh, there's gonna be some special guests, some multimedia, some different experiences. Uh, but we're still there's wet cement. Of like what the show experience is going to be, so we thought now's the best time for you guys to chime in. What should we do, or what should be part of the uh, relevant podcast anniversary live show on August twenty first? You can really make a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Just really, you can affect change because it's not all planned. Yeah, no, it's not planned. I mean, we have very uh, loosely. We know one thing. We do know one or two things. One or two things, which is that someone special is going to be doing a Nickelback performance. <laughs> so we know three uh-huh. things now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of moments that can still happen. We want you guys to chime in. What would you like to see be part of the anniversary show? Now, those of you who can't attend uh, the following week, it will be the the podcast that that you will download. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll hear it, yes. everything that happened. We'll film it. You'll be able to see so much of the night. Uh, so even if you can't attend, you can you know join in. What would you like to see happen? Uh, on August 21st. You can hit us up on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and we will uh, thoughtfully consider your suggestions and read a few of them next week on the show. 
Uh, many thanks to our sponsors, uh, Squarespace and Harry's. Remember to use uh, promo code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase at squarespace.com. And at Harry's, you can get $5 off uh, your first purchase with promo code RELEVANT5. Relevant five, not relevant, because you get five dollars off, right? That makes sense. Oh yeah. Thank you to Gunger. Uh, make sure to check out the relevant YouTube channel and relevant.tv for the videos of those live performances and a special third song. You can also go over to gungermusic.com to pre-order the One Wild Life collection and uh, get their new album immediately before it's released on iTunes and stuff. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash relevant, and get the magazine. It's July 4th weekend, and to celebrate, we are doing an Independence Day sale. For the 4th, you get $4 off. So it's just $10.99 for an entire year oh. uh, of the magazine, the tablets, the, the web premium stuff, all the stuff, all the things for $10.99 uh, at relevantmagazine.com. You can subscribe now. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I am Eddie Koffel. I'm Tiffany Brunson. John David Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Your first name is King. Last name is Dumb. Because you still believe everyone I, I, I would say it probably was his finest moment.